right. This is a real uh It's a real uh operation you got going here. Right. Give it That's what minutes. you know what? That's what every single person says when they guest on here. They're always surprised that we have like it's any real. semblance of real stuff going on. Uh, all right. I'll take it as a compliment. It's a compliment. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 156. And from 1983... It's the replacements with Let It Be. Now, listen, big announcement. We've got a special guest. We've got replacements guy here. Bryce (laughs) is here. Bryce, say hello to everybody. Can you believe it? Hey, everybody. A shout out to... uh, Uh Uh-oh. And uh, I don't know. (laughs) We don't do last names. That's (laughs) a total follow number one. Just call him Little Rosie. Bryce is a big fan. Up to Little Rosie and ask why they call him Little Rosie. I'll, I'll keep it clean. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. All right. So, listen. And, guys, let's just get right into... Let's just turn on... You know what? Bryce is here. We should do the thing we always do where we just turn on the radio. Let's just listen to some music together. Right? We chill out. We listen to some vibes. And sometimes you put a lot of times into parody songs. <laughs> All right. So, let's get started <laughs> with this song. Uh-huh. And just remember... I'm so busy in the summer. I was taking my kids tubing today. Let's just recall that. Okay, I'm very, very busy. All <laughs> right, let's turn on K-Rob. So what's on right, right now? What's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob. K-R-O-B. How's that, Russell? It's good. I've never heard of this song before in my life. Until right now. <laughs> what's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Rob. K-R-O-B. Now, tonight, we have a special guest host with us, and we want to make him feel welcome, but we also want to give him a couple tips of what you need to do to hang with the big dog. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> guest on the show, they must be stressed to see their idols. They must feel blessed. This is a don't embarrass yourself. Don't ruin the show. What you need to get is some more downloads. I think this is the key. You need to try and be funny, but you only have one job. Don't try to be funnier than Rob. Don't be funnier than me, Bryce. That's the only tricky, rule. Tricky song to sing with. Uh, oh, Rob, you, think, you notice I kind of gave up at the end? <laughs> Rob, is this the most worried you've ever been that a guest will be funnier than you or not? Uh, yeah, it's the most. I mean, going through the guest mind, yeah, it's by far the most worried I've been. Did it better? Oh, yeah, of course. Listen, welcome to Beck Did It Better. Uh, we've got replacement guy here. And uh, if Aaron doesn't do well, he's going to find out why he's called Replacement Guy. Uh, oh. Now listen, <laughs> okay? Uh, we are talking about the 1983 album, uh, Let It Be by The Replacements. And I've got uh, four guys here who all remember that is, this is the 30th, 30th anniversary of that famous Dave Matthews bus incident. Yes. Oh, we're getting into this already? Uh, do you guys know what the... Hey, Russ, do you know what the bus incident is? 
Is this the thing with the banana and Lizzo last week? No. No. <laughs> no. You, so in 2000, August 8th, 2004, a tour bus belonging to Dave Matthews dumped an estimated 800 pounds, 360 kilograms for my powerlifters out there, of human waste from the bus's Blackwater <laughs> tank through the Kinsey Street Bridge. Unfortunately, Russell, do you want to guess? Now, Russell, this is going to blow your mind. Do you want to guess what was below that bridge? Bananas? It was, stop saying that. Bananas might have been in it. Um, I, I eat bananas too much. Uh, and thank you. That was my Dave Matthews impression. I've been working on it for oh, all great. week, actually. Really excellent. Um, and it went onto a passenger sightseeing boat, Russell. They dumped the human waste onto a passenger boat going beneath. This is uh, real? 800 pounds of poop. I just texted you that the other day. I mean, you text me a lot of stuff. <laughs> Eight hundred pounds of poop would also—it was also the backup name of this podcast. <laughs> I, now we've been on a text chain with Bryce for one day, and the idea that he texted Aaron eight hundred pounds of poop is zero surprising to me whatsoever. No. <laughs> hey, Aaron, today's the anniversary of the thing. Hey, guys, what are you doing? You going outside? You going outside? Uh, just want to let you know. Talking to the kids in the middle of the voice text. Um, Russell, what would this sound like a date you would have gone on where you're out on a sightseeing cruise and all of a sudden ants go marching and you look up and you're like, Oh, what's that? That's his, Oh, it's one of my favorite bands. DMB. Okay. The guy glass bottom boat ride, right? Oh, oh no. Isn't this that is what it is? A glass top boat ride. Oh, I don't know how it goes. <laughs> that it, so anyway, this, that's kind of, this is what we, that's what we call reverse porta potty. I mean, listen. In the United States, you go to the porta potty. In Chicago, porta potty come to you. Okay, and that was a Yakov Shmirnov bit that didn't really take off. Have you ever reason. been shit on by a bird or anything like that? Like, have you ever had a moment like that? <laughs> I think so. Well, there's that one time where I mysteriously found it on my shirt. And I, <laughs> well, we've human, discussed that. That was human feces. I thought. I, well, it's unproven. I, it, although I did hear somebody run by, and they said, uh, "Crash into me," and I was suspicious. Yeah, I was suspicious. You know any Dave Matthews songs, Russell? You're not reacting. Danny, I, I, don't, I don't even Does know he, what we're talking wait, about right now. Wait, you've been on a podcast with him for three years. Do you think he knows any Dave Matthews songs? I don't, what kind of question is that? I don't think he does. I You never. You didn't hear the live set at Luther College? No? That's what my friends played nonstop. Did any, did any wrestlers come out to any Dave Matthews songs? No. 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 Not important. Uh, Macho Man could have come out to Crash. Into me. Oh. All right. Uh, I've got in the tree. Matt. Crash into tree. <laughs> Rob, that, 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 that song, if Bryce just takes over as the funny guy for this episode, what? You could do that. You could do that uh, That parody by the end. Russell, <laughs> you saying that I'm currently the funny guy in this episode is the fun, nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. So That's thank you so good. much. I appreciate that. I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Cause did you hear the bit earlier about the Dave Matthews bus? That went just how I planned. Uh, Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? <laughs> Uh, good. So no one told you life was going to be this way. Let's talk about the Rembrandts. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> that was a good bit, by the way. <laughs> that was a good bit. That Oasis wouldn't have bothered me, but that, that one like, was like a knife in the heart. A fucking Rembrandt. <laughs> I'll be there for you, asshole. Oh, that would be one thing that you know they would never dump their tour buses sewer onto you is the Rembrandts. It would be like two pounds, right? Like, cause where are they going? <laughs> but the replacements would have. The Absolutely. replacements that I'll tell you what replacements, you would not want their sewage dumped on you. It would be, it'd be they like, they just took, they, they ripped the toilet out of their tour bus and took shits in the, where the toilet was previously. That really happened. We yeah. call that the jail. 
Now I do remember hey. you. I am, I'm going to beep his last name, but Jay was a guy we knew in college who Bryce now oh, runs this a bank. Is a great story. He now runs a bank. And I once he runs had, a bank. Yep, he runs a, a bank. President of a bank. Yep, yep. and he uh, he had a dildo that he would carry around to him to parties. Uh, and he also once at a party took a folding chair outside, punched a hole in the bottom of it, and then took a shit outside. And <laughs> it was one of the greatest things that I've ever heard about in wow. my life. So we call that the Dave Matthews special. Uh, I've got Russell in uh, Russell in Minneapolis. How are you doing, Russell? <laughs> Rob, open wide. The doctor's here. Everything oh. is fine. You've got nothing to fear. I'm going to treat you like I'd treat Aaron's feral cat. Stop your oh. calling. You're still my little brat. Oh. <laughs> Aaron, have you been naked in front of the feral cats? Uh, yes, I think. Oh, they're that gross. kind of cats? <laughs> you cannot have a feral cat. Be naked in front of a feral cat. They, they, I missed I, this story. I don't think they're feral. They're like neighborhood cats. You know, like so, they, they did belong to someone in the neighborhood. Right. And, then, and now they're wild cats that live outside. Yeah. They would live inside if we let them. People let their cats out at night. They congregate together. I've seen this before, and it's scary as fuck. <laughs> he, he, Bryce, he had a neighbor who passed away who was, I think the term was crazy cat person. And they had tons and tons of cats. And so when this person passed away, instead of simply letting the cats die, Aaron has uh, invited them into his house, and they are feral cats that go in and out of his house as they please. It doesn't surprise me. Um, that's terrifying. Aaron, do you ever worry? Like, do you ever like how, what if the cat comes in? He's like hiding in your basement and you don't know it is like, does right. the cat spend the night there? And you just don't even know. No, I don't have a basement. I mean, I have a garage, but I can't get into the garage from the house. So there's no way the cat could get to Are the basement been in the basement in the garage. No, no. In the, I'm fully in the house now. Fully in the house <laughs> with the cat. No, I, I picked the cat up and put her outside before I go to bed. Like, you touch the cat. Oh, yeah. Oh, She's yeah. very friendly. Aaron, I'm, I'm telling you. You guys, this cannot be the Aaron's Cats podcast. We haven't I'm, even finished intros yet. Okay. I, I just know that cats are terrifying. And uh, Aaron had to come when I uh, cat sit for some, well, we cat sat for a friend Ugh. way back. Ugh. And I what? just wouldn't stay there one night. Because uh, she had air conditioning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. And I stayed there one night. Usually I would just tell her I'd stay there and get, feed him and leave. Those cats are <laughs> fucking terrifying. Gross. Yeah. Scary cats are. Are the scariest Bryce, things. what you have in her underwear drawer? Oh, Matt. Matt. <laughs> I don't think we checked her underwear drawer. I mean, I don't no. know. Maybe you I, I wouldn't yeah. want to check her underwear drawer. No, no, no. no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yet, you know, the underwear drawer would be the top drawer, which I'm going to say again, makes no sense. Should be the bottom drawer. Okay. It's the yeah. first thing you put on. It's right there. Hey, Save Aaron, some time. If, if this isn't going to be the cat episode, could we make it the ovipositor episode? Oh, oh yeah, of Russell. course. That's what everyone deep, wants to hear about. Deep pull. <laughs> deep cuts. Uh, Bryce gave a big nod to that. Uh, I've got Aaron. Uh, you know what? I've got Bryce. Uh, Bryce, where are you right now? A basement uh, in Minneapolis. Bryce is in a wood paneled basement, so he is fitting into like this podcast perfectly. <laughs> I've got Bryce in Minneapolis. Bryce, how are you doing? Doing well. Today, I'm excited to be here on my fourth or fifth favorite podcast. Oh, hey, oh, that's better than it is for me, I'll tell you that. No, uh, I, I listen every other week, and uh, <laughs> most of the time, I, I love the podcast, so I'm honored to be here. Do you listen to two in a row? Or do you do you just skip every every odd episode? I I will. It's like I'll listen to a few, and then there's an album I I don't really like. Yeah, I've listened to some, but I don't really want to listen to them talk about it. So I, I think a lot of people really like listen to the first half of your pod, and then maybe don't listen to the second half. 
I listen to both, but I really am looking forward to like the, that you guys talking about the music is my favorite part of the podcast. So I, Rascal Flat should be great tonight. Right? Somebody's listening. I cannot believe that you were friends with Aaron. That's so crazy. Somebody's listening. Now, if you remember, this is one of the last times we heard from Bryce on the podcast. Let's just pull this up real quick. Nice. Oh, great. Over the part where you give one of my best friends shit and they go right to the music part. But I just want to hear a lot about the placemats. So hurry up, please. And he did it. We did it. You're still giving him shit, though. Aaron, I swear to Christ, if you talk over the the punchline again. Here, listen to this one. Everybody has COVID in my house, man. It was one of our favorite voicemails where basically it was like a double voicemail. And it was just the the sound of absolute desperation at the end of somebody who just is begging to have something to do during the unhinged. (laughs) But I I think that's my baseline though. Aaron, you can attest to that. There are times when I just, you know, I'm unhinged. So I sometimes have to just save a voicemail and listen to it later. Like I just know it's gonna take me some time to get through it. You recorded Aaron that one time too. It was so good. Now I've got Aaron out in California. Now Aaron, I, Aaron was recently telling me uh, that he asked his German friend, "Do you know the square root of eighty-one?" And the guy said, "No." <laughs> I'm actually in Portland tonight, which I'm going to discuss in my rolling going. Uh, you don't know about anything sexual? Let's talk about "Let It Be" by the Replacements. Oh, yeah, tell me about it. I, I'll tell you. <laughs> going on a family trip. It's like, oh yeah, we're going to go on a vacation. We're going to be in a hotel. Kids are going to have connecting rooms. Guess what the kids don't do if the bathroom's in your room? Knock. Oh. Okay. <laughs> they came in and they almost saw something that would wreck their brains. And if you think it's me pumping away on my wife <laughs> in animalistic lovemaking, you'd be wrong. It's us both side by side with our eyes closed jerking it. Oh, I mean, that's Jesus. sad. To see your parents do that, you'd be like, are my parents getting divorced? This is terrible. This is the worst thing I could possibly imagine them doing. I was, and I was worried I was going to say something like I was going to get you guys canceled on this podcast. But no, I, uh, no, don't worry. Don't mutual, worry. Mutual, like, like parallel, parallel play masturbation was not what I was expecting. It was actually anti-parallel because we were going Charlie. We were going Charlie's chocolate Chocolate factory style. Yeah. Well, yeah. My feet were up by your head. Who cares anymore? Uh, It's not quite a sixty-nine. What is that? Call it the Forrest Gump and the who who is who is his buddy in the army? Bubba? The shrimp guy? Bubba Gump? Bubba. Dan Bubba. Bubba. You just, yeah, you just lean your head against mine, I'll leave. Then we won't let's yeah. slip with our heads in the mud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my kids were like, why is mom telling you to hurry up? She wants to go to sleep. I was like, well, that's, don't worry about that. Uh, Aaron, how are you doing? Oh, wait, no, we already said that. I'm, I'm excited to talk about the replacements. I want to go back to masturbation practice because, right. well, we'll, we'll maybe we'll do that after the pod. because this no, is, uh, no, we'll do it now. We'll yeah. do it now. Yeah. <laughs> is that something people do? Like, why is your head where her feet are while you're masturbating? <laughs> well, you got to be by the feet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's where Rob You don't want to, like, be. look in each other's eyes and... Are you, oh, you yeah, just... Bryce, I love looking at my wife's eyes. She's got them closed, Bryce. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> She's thinking about Steve. At that level in your relationship That's where you just Steve? normally sleep head to toe? No, I, you know what? No, I cannot tell a lie. We are doing the parallel action when we're doing that. So we're not head to toe. If you get off on our toes, yeah, I guess. Not, mm. not get off off. I mean, like are aroused by your toes. Oh, we're really I, that's what I thought you meant. I, I'm not sure what the other get off part you were talking about <laughs> beside the aroused part, but uh, 
I think he was referring to ejaculating on her toes. Uh, I think Aaron, that's where he was going. Aaron, <laughs> these guys are at least playing it sly. You I worked with like, somebody. Hey, I'm going to be as filthy as possible. Oh, no. I worked with somebody at Starbucks who told us somebody did that to her like the night before. It was so distracting the rest of the day. I was like making mochas and I was like, <laughs> for those of you at home, I had my eyes open real big looking at a mocha cup. Uh, I didn't order extra. I didn't order extra foam. Every time I see Quentin Tarantino, I think about that. Oh, oh, it's you. See, you know what? There's so many scenes where they're like drinking water off people's feet. Okay, so I'm just gonna tell you right now. This voicemail is three minutes. I wish it was what? twenty-three. I wish it was twenty-three minutes. I could not get enough of this voicemail. <laughs> this voicemail is one of the greatest oh things I've ever God. heard. And you will not know how this voicemail is. I guarantee right now, you could sit there for the most of this voicemail and be like, oh, I know how this is going to end. You don't. So let's listen. Hey, what up, boys? It's uh, been a while since I called in here, so I wanted to share a little uh, thought with you guys and get your feedback on something. I was fortunate enough to uh, go on a flight here uh, within the last two weeks. Flew out to California. Flight to see my good buddy Rosie out there. Um, and he showed me that uh, basically everybody in San Francisco gets high pretty much all day long. So that was really fun for a couple of days. But my question <laughs> for you guys is my flight out there. So I, I, I got a thought for you guys, and I want you to tell me which thing you would prefer. So all three of these things occurred on the flight out to San Francisco from Minneapolis. So it was a three-and-a-half-hour flight. You guys tell me you rank them in order of uh, which one that you you deal with. Uh, w- one of them, uh, two kids sitting directly in front of me, young girls yeah. with their mom, and they were literally bouncing on the seats nonstop from the beginning of the flight, and there was a lady directly in front of them that had zero patience for children, and she repeatedly turned around and told her told their mother that she better get things taken care of and, and figure things out because she ain't dealing with it. And it was amongst Exciting. tension there for the entire flight. And I was sitting there a foot away from it, uh, feeling it. The other one, right at the start of our flight, we are literally backing up and, and almost ready to take off in about like 30 seconds. And as we're about to do that, a lady in a seat just gets up and starts walking down towards the end of the plane. And all the people working immediately are like, what are you doing? Sit down. Oh, no. and she refuses to sit down. And she is demanding that she gets to go to a different seat. And, and she's very sketchy in terms of her behavior and the way she was acting. And she wouldn't. And they, they allowed her to go all the way back and sit down in a different seat. And uh, she was acting weird the whole flight. So, like, there was just that weird of, like, what in the world is this lady up to? Uh, was- so, now, now, I'm just going to say this. That happened to me on a flight once where we were just landing. And a guy stood up and rushed toward the stewardesses in the back. Now, in my head, I'm sitting in the aisle. In my head, I saw this guy coming a ways away. I thought to myself, well, I would simply stand up and take out who's ever trying to take over this plane, right? Like, that's what I would do. I'm a hero. In reality, this guy rushed by me. I went like this. Ah! And I went like, I leaned away. <laughs> Luckily, he immediately passed out. So he was, not a, he was not a threat. But I kind of felt like, oh, I kind of did something. Maybe I, you know. So there's a good story. That's not going to get it out. That's staying in. It's very questionable and uh, sketchy. The third one, two seats behind me. Um, a, an older lady. Let's say she was probably in her late 60s, early 70s. Um, she completely pissed her pants to the point oh. where her jeans were, were dripping with urine. Like oh, it, it no. was just everywhere and you could see it and you could smell pants. it. And that was oh. for the whole flight. Um, to the point where when we got off the flight and we followed her all the way out and she had no idea. And so this was the whole flight. So which one of those three 
would you be able to deal with the easiest all the way down to the third, uh, which one would just be way too much. Um, I can't handle this. This is just unbelievable. So that was my flight out to San Francisco. Uh, Rosie was awesome. Great to see him. But I want to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Wow. You know what? Thanks for, if, if peeing your pants is cool, call me Orville Wright. Uh, you know, I, the thing is, is that he saw a woman piss her pants on the uh, plane and then followed her out and was like, I got just a podcast to call with this story. This story fits yeah. in perfectly. <laughs> he told me and when I saw else. him, he was like, I'm not, he was like, I'm not even going to tell you this story, but I'm, I got to, I'm going to call with it. Yeah. Okay. So tell me which one of those to you is the absolute worst thing to happen on your flight. Uh, Aaron, what do you think? I think it's the kids and the lady yelling. That's just uncomfortable and no fun at all. <laughs> Why is that funny? I just think that's that's the exact same thing for me. Terrible. Yeah. It just sounds awful. I'm not sure what's funny about that. Russell, what about you? I think I can put in my headphones, crank up an episode of the podcast, and ignore the lady. As much as I don't like that stuff, I get uncomfortable with it. I can't stand assholes for people, and I can't stand being on planes by two unaccompanied kids. But I I think I could deal with that one. I just put in the headphones and ignore it. I don't know. I'm going to say the. The lady walking around on the plane, this has been like a thing in the news lately, right? But I, we're kind of at the point in society where you kind of just have to go with it, right? Maybe 10 years ago, people would lose their shit, but as long as they're not messing with anything, what's the big deal, right? So maybe it's the, the piss my pee pants. I don't want to get, I don't want someone God. peeing on me, right? I, the, the, I gotta weird. admit, if you're on a flight and you've smelled that somebody pisses their pants, not great, right? Well, like, that's not a great... I would I mean, say that's it sounds bad. like it's an, it's an elderly person that probably can't control it. I feel like it's hard to make fun of that or feel too it's that's just it is what it is right it's, well still a bummer right it doesn't matter if they can control it or not i mean you, i'm assuming they can't i don't I, they would be worse than the person's like oh man now it's time for my favorite thing to do with a flight oh, thing i don't know bryce what do you what's the worst of that do you think bryce the the thing with the kids i uh, just you know parents and i elementary school social worker that would probably rub me the wrong way uh the piss in the pants um, whatever I know it's pee. As long as I don't smell it, I don't really fucking care. That crazy person on the airplane, that always, someone could become unhinged or violently unhinged while I'm on a fucking flying tube of metal really uh, frightens me. Matt? Uh, you know, I've had a dog shit right next to me. So a lady peeing, yeah, you've, you've you know, two, two rows behind is, I mean, that's, who cares about that? That's, that's nothing. So I, the whole situation, right? The kids just jumping around. That drives me bonkers, but I never say anything. Some old, an adult getting mad at kids is a whole nother thing. Like just fucking deal with it or move or do whatever. Like don't be a prick. And so then, you know, the crazy lady to your point, I mean, it's not like she was running. I think if it was like something, if she was like screaming or something, sounds like she just stood up and had to go potty or something. I don't know. Oh, so God. she switched seats <laughs> you know, though. See, that's the thing is that once I saw somebody stand up what, during takeoff and switch seats and a kid was kicking my seat, I'd be like, hey, I get to go switch a seat at normal times. Like, I definitely can switch seats if they let somebody just do it out of hand. I don't know. Well, guys, let's get into a rolling. Oh, let's going. see what's going on. Anybody else out there who's on a plane where somebody pees themselves? Call, feel free to call in. I, I think part of what makes it crazy is having all three occur on one flight, right? That's yeah. that's beyond yeah. insane. Yeah, any one of those things would be a wild flight. But yeah, he told me he was like, I, "I'm gonna have to call. I'm not even gonna tell you about this. I gotta call." 
Must have been a spirit airline flight. Must yeah. have been a spirit. <laughs> I, I got a feeling knowing knowing this guy, it was probably like, <laughs> what is what is Spirit's offshoot? What is the yeah. what is the airline that that even Spirit people are like? Oh no, thanks. He's probably calling the airline to see if they'll allow him to put like four people in three seats or something like that. <laughs> Save a couple bucks. That woman saved ten bucks by just pissing herself. They're like, if you don't use the toilets, I'll give you an extra ten. Uh, uh, Rosie, rolling, going. How's it going with you? It's going great. I'm in Portland, yeah, today and tomorrow for work. It's mostly team building stuff, so I had a good oh. day. I uh, got a slice of pizza and a shot of tequila and went to Powell's yesterday and bought a bunch of books. So I bought some good stuff I'm excited about. Um, Aaron, show, us need- one, show us one book. What's one book you bought? Uh, I bought, uh, let's, I got here. I got, I'm, I've been into the boxing theme, so I bought uh, The Fight by Norman Mailer. So this is about uh, the rumble mm-hmm. in, in the jungle. And then I didn't know this book existed, Unboxing by Joyce Carol Oates. So I thought that there's some cool pictures in there. thought that was nice. Did you I grabbed, intentionally um, go to the boxing section? I did, yeah. I was like, I gotta check it. And I was really torn between this Joyce Carol Oates book and then the FX Tool uh, Rope Burns Tales from the Corner, which has Million Dollar Baby in it. But I decided not to buy that one. I've been went with Joyce Carol I love, how, I love how Aaron goes to Portland and he's like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to a bookstore and buy these books that I could have bought on Amazon, new or used. Yeah. No way, man. But you, but I bought it myself and it was right there. I picked it up with my own hands. It's an amazing uh, bookstore. It, it, Russell, yeah. Russell, that's what we get call a guy away from his kids. <laughs> where he's like, <laughs> I'll do whatever the fuck I want. I don't give a yeah. shit. But the 75th anniversary version of Fixionis by... Jorge Luis Borges, which is pretty wild, weird fiction. Go ahead. Is Russell. he the guy that played the piano upside down? You know what I mean? Like he did the silly <laughs> piano. Victor, is that- what the hell's his name? Oh, Victor Borgia, I think. Borgia. Did, yeah. uh, did you pick up anything from uh, Brew Baker or Rucka while you're out there? No, but I was in Brian Michael Bendis's neighborhood. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. My buddy has a picture with him. Right. He created Miles Morales. Uh, I'll t- yeah. I'll- I'll tell you what, if I was with Brubaker and I took a picture, I would say, hey, why don't you, why don't we actually take five? Uh, very, very nice. That's mm, close. That's a good uh, I do joke, have, Aaron. I do have a real question for you guys, but Russell, you, you had, you had a thought. Oh no, I was just going to ask you, I wanted to learn more about your team building. Like, so after the oh. end of team building, you go out, you go to the, yeah. you don't hang with your teammates. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to the bookstore. No, no, I, I came in a day early okay. and went to the bookstore last night and went out to dinner with a friend. And then today was team building. And then we had a, we had a dinner and then I left the dinner to come hang out with you guys. And wow. tomorrow, did you leave early? Did you leave early? No, I did not. Everybody okay. was done. We went out at like 4.30 and then everybody was like, forget this, we're going home. I mean, did well, you tell one guy did say, yeah. did no, you tell I didn't your coworkers, tell coworkers, I, I got to leave. I got to go record my podcast. I did not. I, okay, I, it's a good call. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> I did not. One guy did say like, well, does anybody want to go to a dive bar on the East side? And I was like, I don't know. I might text him at like 10 and see what he see. But, I, <laughs> but no, I'm here with you guys. But tomorrow morning I'm in charge of our outdoor activities. So I, uh, I'm planning, we're going to walk to the park. And then I've got some oh. reusable water okay. balloons. We're going to do already. <laughs> already. I'm going to stop right there. Are you going to shoot it? What are you going to do? I would be so fucking mad. Oh my God, a park in Portland. You are going to be, you're going to be secondhand heroin for sure. Yeah. I would be furious. Russell, Russell, what are you thinking? Your boss is down. I'm I'm trying to get some help here. We're going for a walk. 
I just think it's weird that they're placing an out of town person in charge of the outdoor activities. That's such a weird, I, weird. I was fuck. I was in charge of dinner. I made the dinner reservation too. I don't what? even live here. Where'd yes. you go? Uh, the Deschutes Brewery. It was nice. Uh, people ordered ribeye. I was like, everybody's ordering ribeye. So wait, so wait. You is this people you work with? Yes. And and they live there. Yes. And you planned the event. I made the dinner reservation. Someone else was like, hey, we could go to this place. I was Aaron, like, I got news for sure. you. You're not in charge. Okay, they're actually in <laughs> no, charge. No, no, I'm not in charge at all. That is true. Oh, Matt. God. Are you making a big pot of tortellini tonight oh. or tomorrow morning to bring along on your walk in I, the park? I don't think I'm going to have the time. I don't think Dang I don't have a hot plate in here. So we're going to walk to the park. I have reusable <laughs> water like balloons that, in the spirit of being in Portland. Oh. I'm going to do... I'm going to do a water balloon toss, but then okay. like, the, what, okay. you know what happens at these events? You plan a thing yeah, and you think you've got enough content and then your thing lasts like five minutes and you got to fill the Just rest of the it. time. So what do I do after the water balloon toss? Now we're, we went to the park, we did the water okay. balloon toss. I got I'm another 30 minutes to fill. We what do we do? About it. I'm going to tell you I'm right now, you. water balloon toss. <laughs> I'm just going to give that an X right off the bat. Doing right, that with fair. my coworkers. I wouldn't want to do that. So Somebody's going to be wet for the rest of the day, going to be uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. it'll be Alice from accounting. <laughs> so, so what are we? What are we thinking? Like, what? I guess what's the point of any of this, including the balloon toss? The point is to fill the time until I can fly home. <laughs> yeah, that's it. God, you <laughs> sound like every boss point. I've ever had. The point is to go into a meditative state and finish this thing so I can fly home tomorrow. I'm going to give you my most important thing to do right now. And that is you have to be done 45 minutes early. That's, that's, that's the only, that's my biggest group building exercise is you say, let's be done at 45. That's it. We're done. And by the way, I found a great place that has uh, bourbon. I'm going to go there right now and I, and I'm going to buy anybody who comes with me a drink. That's a team building exercise right there. If your day went crappy, you knew you shot the bed or 800 pounds of poo uh, somewhere in Illinois. Like mm-hmm. what Rob said after that, that's all anybody would remember is yeah, man, that fucking guy let us go home early about a shot. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We did, we did buy the drinks tonight at dinner. So, I mean, that, there's a, there's that much, but, I, but now I got to do it again tomorrow. Yes. But you all didn't right. buy dinner. Well, no, the company bought dinner. Bourbon. Okay. That's all. Okay. Let's make sure. But but I work for a nonprofit, so we can't we can't expense the alcohol. So we as managers bought. Do the, they require the itemized receipts? Yes. Oh, yeah. see, yeah, we had to have two thinking. tabs. What I'm hearing is you're too cheap to buy your coworkers some bourbon. They're not that. Important I'm not to too you. cheap. Well, they're not, but I'm not too cheap to buy. I would buy them some bourbon. Yeah. But really, guys, I'm no. There's nothing. I, so it's just like once we get to the park, I do the water balloon toss. We just walk back. That's it. Have you thought about doing other like? Prototype, you know, like your typical team building activities, like a trust fall or anything like that. Oh, do you think I do people still do trust falls? Actually, <laughs> I had a few years ago at a company I worked at, we did a team event. We went to a resort in the middle of winter up in northern Minnesota. And oh my God. we had like these these team coaches, and it was the worst. The worst. <laughs> and they had us do first that we did a trust fall where we were outside, everyone's in like jackets, winter clothes, like there's no one at this lodge because it's the middle of winter. Nobody goes up there when it's 10 below zero. So we had to do a trust fall. You walked out, oh. climbed up this ladder and stood on the ledge that was probably eight feet in the air. And you'd have to say, my name is Russ and I choose to do this event. And then, you, <laughs> and then oh. literally I fell backwards and was coach. caught by my coworkers. Oh. 
<laughs> the worst one we did was called the electric. No, there's two worse than this one. The electric oh. fence. Have you guys ever heard of this one? No, uh, no. No, your guys' jobs sound like shit to me now. So, <laughs> yeah, we don't get any days off of the summer either, Rob. Well, and and hey. somehow Rob's got all these days off, but he's always gone. We could never record anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we did this one called the electric fence where you're in a room and they there's two strings. There's a string about three feet off the ground and a string about five feet off the ground. Your whole team, and we had about 20 people on our team, stands on one side of the two strings. So it's like a fence. Yeah. And you have to pass everyone through the two strings without hitting either the top or the bottom string, without hitting the electric fence, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So everyone's on one side, and you literally have to pick up your coworkers. So coworkers That's, are touching yes. each other's legs. I was no, going to say, no, that would be the worst. Not. It was, no, yeah. it no was the worst. No so, touching. So we get like four or five people through, and I'm kind of looking around, and I'm like, I'm one of the, I'm the biggest dude here. And I'm like, this is going to be so fucking embarrassing. Like if, if I just lay back and they just like literally can't pick me up or drop me or oh. like, what do you do? Oh no. Yeah. There's no touching. You, I you, mean, Russell, you know what happened to me once is I was at a thing where they were like, Hey, we're going to do healthiness at the school. So we're going to do, have somebody come in and do acupuncture. <laughs> like at work, they're sticking needles in you. You want to guess where they uh, decided to stick needles? Our feet. So we had to take oh. off our socks in front of our coworkers oh, and just sit the there in bare that's feet. That's a nightmare. That's I've a nightmare. Got, I've got the story. Can I pivot on that story? Please. I was once at a, a dual um, wedding shower. So I don't want to say who because I can't take back if I Wait, say who. So, a okay. dual wedding shower? So like a, they family be dueling wedding, each other? like a oh. family wedding shower where you've got men and women from the family that are celebrating a marriage that's going to happen. And a person I know set up this game where the bride, where all the dudes at this place took their socks and shoes off. And then the bride had to get on her hands and knees and touch feet oh, and guess which I would guy love was. that game. And, just, oh, and, no. and this person came up with oh. this game and I'm like, absolutely not. I am not doing this. There is no certain. And, and people did it like five, six people took their shoes off. And this lady went around and was touching dudes feet and then had to guess what guy it was that is so hot there's gonna be none of that (laughs) some blindfolded woman grabbing my feet the only other thing i came up with was if i you know i'm I'm hoping that the walk kills some time i'm hoping that the water balloon toss kills a bit of time and then i was thinking like what if i just um what if we just do a guided meditation in the park what are you fucking kidding me i was thinking like (laughs) I was like, what if I just play, what if we just sit down and I just say like, we're going to do like some mental health stuff and do a guided meditation. God. If, you, if I had a boss that did that, <laughs> letting me go home early, like made me fucking sit there and fucking. That's, so like, I should be clear. Myself. I have, I have the 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. hour and there's another activity after me. So there's no going home early when I'm People done. After oh. you really want to fucking do their activity. I have to fill yeah. the time. That's the thing. The only thing I can think of, you know, Rob had a list up there and I was thinking like a scavenger hunt, but that's a lot of work on your Yeah, own. I don't have time to do that. No, it, you know, all no. that stuff is I think this is a brilliant idea and it's just, it's just me, but to tell the most boring thing about yourself, you know, and we were talking oh, about this yeah, on the text chain. That's right. And so if you get caught needing something, you don't want to mm-hmm. tell like the three most interesting or two lies and the truth or two truths and a yeah, lie or whatever it is, come up with a, you got to have like four or five things on top of your head. Rob said that he like he doesn't like pickles. 
And I said, you know, I think I always start my crosswords on the downs. You know, I don't go the across first. I start with the downs. That's fucked. Like, I, can to- I just say this right now? That's fucked, by the way. <laughs> to not do the crosses, you do the downs first. That's so fucked. The crosses are I there go first. go the downs first. I don't know. What I like that. That's, uh, now that's perfect. I'm, I'm very you know, happy. So like, See, you have to have four right or five. Place. And you got to give, oh. and, and it'll be, it'll be fit in just perfectly well with your fucking boring ass, you know, nonprofit <laughs> people in Portland or whatever. So I think it'll be great. That's one perfect. more suggestion that we did at our team building event. This was the worst one we we did. Massage the boss. <laughs> Russell's down, favorite. They sat you down across a coworker. So it'd be like Aaron and I are coworkers. And in pure silence, you would just look at each other dead in the eyes. No, for like five minutes where you're just looking at him in the eyes. And then they did this exercise where they'd be like, okay, the person on the left stand up. So then you're standing and the other person is sitting and you're looking at him in the eyes. That's not even. I've seen some thumbnails that look like that. (laughs) (laughs) And it was literally like like marriage counseling. (laughs) It was the worst. It was the worst. Can you imagine? Sexual harassment lawsuit. Right. Yeah, happen. just waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. not good. This is calling the bluff on all the people who are like, wouldn't it, we, it would really be great to have an in-person get-together. Then you have one and oh. I'm bored as shit and then they don't no. say it again for another year. All right, I'm truly done. How's it rolling going with Russell? Things are going good. I've got one good thing and one bad thing. Which one do you guys want to hear first? I'm going Aaron style. Let's, Let's go, go bad. bad. Give me that bad. <laughs> so today I go into Chipotle and I'm in line. So a lot of times, are you guys seeing like the Chipotle's where you have to pre, you can't order in the restaurant anymore. You go in really? and, and they won't let you order. You have to order yeah. through the app around and you got to wait it's, 10 it's minutes. It's so hit and miss and it's just, it's it's complete chaos around here. They can't fire, they can't hire enough people. It's yeah. a, it's annoying as hell, isn't it, Matt? You go in, you're like, yes. oh, I'm going to get my food, be in and out in a minute. It's like, yep. no, you got to order online and wait 20 minutes or something like right. that. They're not paying enough people, you mean. But so I go in, Correct. I go in and there's a guy in front of me and he's doing the move where he's going down the line and his arm is going up and over no. like the sneeze oh, yeah. guard no. and what? his hand is almost no. in why, the food. Why would he do that? I almost yelled at like the guy in the restaurant. Yeah. It was like, what are you doing? But I was like, you can't, you can't say anything, can you? Nope. I, I think you might be able to say something. The worker should say something. The worker should just be like, hey, just. I had a moment like this in the airport uh, when we flew home from Colorado. This guy was standing way too close to us in line. And I was like, do you have to stand? So I was I said, is there a reason you're standing so close to us? And I said it very calmly and politely. And then the guy was like, seemed like an actual kind of nice guy. And he was super offended that I said anything. And then I immediately felt bad. So you got to. I don't know. But reaching over the sneeze guard, that's bad news, man. He said, have you ever heard of parallel play? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I've, I've been looking at my coworkers' talk. eyes for the last five minutes. They have of this podcast. You, Rob, is um, head to toe parallel play. That's toe parallel play. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's getting everything they want there. <laughs> my good thing was I did go to WWE Monday Night Raw last oh, Monday. Yes. I went to pro wrestling for the first time yes. in about twenty years. Russell. How many guys there looked a lot like you? I'm just going to say that you right now. <laughs> there were a lot of guys that looked like me, but there was a lot of kids there too. There were kids that were having a blast. I think wrestling is a little different than it was when we were kids where it's, it did not seem like R-rated or it didn't seem sexually explicit or bad language or that type of thing at all. It seemed like good fun. Wrestling, we've talked before about like, would you rather go to a concert or a sporting event? Like you go to sporting events, half the time your team loses, you don't have fun, you're stressed out the whole time. 
Wrestling is kind of like a great concert. You're into it the whole time. You're cheering. When the bad guys come out, you're booing, but you're having fun while you're booing. I thought it was super entertaining. My ne- my nephew had a great time. I had a great time. I would say next time someone gets a chance, they should go check out a pro wrestling event. I think you'd have fun. Now, Russell, what is the food situation at the wrestling event? What are we getting for food there? I got a popcorn at the wrestling event. I don't think wow. they've got like San Francisco style food. At, <laughs> at, there, there was no bacon wrapped hot dogs or anything that I was aware of. There's no Hulkios or anything. Now I got to say this, Russell, you understand the reason this isn't like a sporting event is because it's not right. It's not a not sporting real. event. Like there's, there's yeah, it's, it's fake. Like but, it's a but, choreograph. Like, no, but it's sports, not fake. It's choreographed. Sports, sports are entertainment. All this goes into the entertainment bucket. And this is more entertaining than any football, baseball or basketball game I've been in two in 15 years. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you live in Minnesota. So well, that's part of what yeah. it is. Now, Russell, who was the biggest name that you saw? Did we, did our prediction come true? Did you see Brock Lesnar? Who was there? Brock Lesnar was not there. I'll, I'll tell you two or three guys that I think the biggest guy there, the biggest name there was this guy, the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes. He is, Dusty Rhodes, remember Dusty Rhodes' son. Dusty oh, Rhodes was right. the American dream. This is the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Okay. And Rob, maybe if you pull up Cody Rhodes' entrance music, one thing I was going to say is part of what makes wrestling so fun is the That's entrances the and the entrance music. So when Cody Rhodes' music plays, people go ape shit, and there's a part where everyone like cheers. It, music is a huge part of wrestling. It is kind of a rocks. huge part of what makes it fun. I'm with it. It kind of rocks. Russ, can I ask you a question? You said that there was a wrestler whose father was Dusty Rhodes? Yes. And like he was called the American Dream? Yep. Which is, okay, never mind. It was a (laughs) reference to a movie, A Face in the Crowd. It never, yeah, it, again, a lot of beer in my system right now. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. You didn't expect to be listening to the Cody Rhodes theme song tonight? Rob, there's a part where everyone cheers. Whoa! You'll hear it. The whole crowd goes nuts for this right here. Hold it. Ready? Wait for it. Whoa! We're all going to say whoa. Here we go. Ready? Everybody, Bryce, you too. Here we go. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> wait a minute. So wait he minute, was. Wait he was. Somebody's at, somebody's at the door. What's that, Dad? Yeah, it was the Cody Rhodes theme song. God, how do you know that? That's good. <laughs> so he was the one that all everyone in the fans were going were going crazy for the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. The other interesting one was, I would say, the American Nightmare is the number of people who who don't have homes. <laughs> well, Aaron will get to introduce his coworkers to a lot of them tomorrow in the park, right? <laughs> But I mean, I mean, I've never. I, this is the other thing is I've, I've I've never been to this park, so I don't really know what oh, it's going to look like. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, please send us a picture or something. I will. Sorry, Russell. Go ahead. The other guy that we saw that was kind of a big name is not a big name in the pro wrestling world, but remember Gable Stevenson, the guy from the U of M. You know, one of went, our listeners asked me to ask you if he was going to be there. He yes. So Gable Stevenson, the guy who won the Olympic gold medal, like the two-time NCAA wrestling champion was there in what they call a dark match. Like they do matches before they go on oh. TV. 
And he came out, suplexed the guy a few times, waved to the the hometown fans. He got a there it he is. Got, he got a big pop, as they call it. Did he get a pop? Because he got booed in his debut in Texas. He got he got booed, but he gets he gets the pop from the hometown fans. Russell, when you heard it was a dark match, did you put on your um, um, blindfold <laughs> and you thought it was going to be an exciting date again? <laughs> I may have. <laughs> It's so loud in here. It's dark. I've, I don't think I've ever watched professional wrestling before. What? I think you might like, like it, Bryce. I don't think so. I, what the Bryce, fuck is happening? I can tell you right now, Bryce, that what you want to watch, I watch one wrestling match every year with my kids, and that uh, is the ladder match, Money in the Bank, where they take an enormous number of ladders, much higher than you think, put them in the ring, and then have people try to crawl them, crawl up them while other people try to drag them down. And Bryce, here's the crazy thing. Some yeah. of those people are pretty slow going up a ladder. It would blow your mind how slow some of them go when they've been very athletic the rest of the match. And then apparently a ladder, they're so slow they could barely get up it. I, I watched wrestling. Actually, actually, Bryce, I watched wrestling growing up, and all it did to me is I, I asked the neighborhood kids to keep pinning me. Oh, pin me, pin me. <laughs> it was a good joke. I don't know if it's staying in, but I liked it. And you, you always tried to get him to hook the leg too, didn't you? Ryan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got to hook the leg. Yeah. <laughs> now put me in a sleeper hold so I can come. <laughs> Jesus. What? <laughs> I, I was going to say, uh, speaking of baby faces, let's, let's see how Matt's do, but maybe we'll go to the heel. Let's, how's their heel doing? Bryce rolling going. How's it going with you? Um, I'm a school social worker in a setting for EBD program. And I love the kids that work with, but it'd be pretty stressful. And I got to go back to work in two weeks and uh, not looking forward to that. That's, it's, I mean, I'm looking forward to working, but just. No, Bryce, listen, don't listen to the haters out there. This is the Sunday of the summer. It's depressing. It's yeah. sad. I got, I got the worst email, Bryce. I get all summer. Here's the itinerary for, oh. you know, for August 28th when we get back together. First, it was five minutes of looking in my coworkers' eyes. I was like, well, that's no good. Oh. <laughs> It can't be good. <laughs> and an hour of looking at their feet, right, Rob? Oh. oh. <laughs> so, Bryce, what have you done with your summer vacation? Just Karen like- from English. Just Karen from English. She's the only one. <laughs> uh, rolling going. Uh, Matt, how's it going with you? Uh, good. I just want to say, first of all, Rosie, good job keeping that that uh, rolling going short, like we talked yep, about. Nice work. I did my best. There. Good work. <laughs> I did my best, Matt. <laughs> R.I.P. DJ Casper. Of the cha-cha slide. Rob, thanks for playing that over the... Are you serious? So, yeah, thanks for splicing <laughs> yeah. that in, Rob. DJ, yeah, yeah, nice work, Rob. DJ Casper, dead at 58. And I think anybody who's ever been to one wedding has uh, enjoyed DJ Casper. Can I Can I just tell you... And to the left. I used to play this when I was a gym teacher. And we could be doing anything. Hockey, dodgeball. As soon as it went, everybody clap your hands. Everybody would stop what they're doing and clap their hands. DJ Casper. DJ Casper, you know what he's doing? He's bringing us together. He wants us to come together and work together. He's not trying to find the differences. He's trying to find the similarities. Aaron, here's your team building exercise right here. The cha-cha slide. The cha-cha slide. Should I do it? Rub my feet two times. Whoa. Who's for those? Is that in Chicago, too? It looks like it's in Chicago. Stare in my eyes. Stare in my eyes. Um, the next thing, you know, uh, I did have I did have my kettlebell class this morning. Oh. So I'm on kettlebell train with you guys. Oh, uh, nice. But, we should do one together yesterday I had Yesterday, I had yoga. And I'm sitting in yoga. Right. And there's actually an Oli who's the teacher. And, uh, you know, so we're getting to the end of class. And it's 
lay down time and, you know, let your body relax. And you got five minutes of silence and you're sitting there. And then again, all of a sudden she starts bringing up a song and Rob's playing it over the, over this, over this, over here. So maps. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. All of a sudden it's do, 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 do. Oh my God. So, don't worry, be happy. And I start, Perfect. I cannot, I, all I could hear is don't worry, eat shit <laughs> in my head. So my yoga, I came out of my yoga pretty darn quick, my yoga Zen state or whatever. So, you know, that's, so I, that's, that's going to be a lasting one, Rob. I think that was one of your better parody songs. Don't worry, eat shit. So, so that was good. I don't know about yoga class playing music with words in it at the end. When I'm trying yeah. to do baby pose and trying not to fart, I don't need to be hearing Bob McFerrin. Oh, the guy, the guy in front of me farted. That was kind of funny. Oh, yeah, that's always funny. Farts and yoga, never not funny. Never not funny. Uh, and the last thing, I'll make quick. So the kids didn't learn too much, but Rob, let's, you know, since you made some stings, let's go to one of the stings here. What did Matt's kids learn? Oh my God, now you're making me jump all over. Okay, here we go. Uh, now I don't remember any of these whatsoever, so let's just click the okay. one that says second. It's time to find out what Matt's kids are learning in North Dakota. Oh yeah. Daddy, today I learned the most important amendment is the second one. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> that's, why, that's why it's labeled it's second. That's why it's called second. That makes Story sense. checks out. All right. So they it, not, didn't learn too much, but you know, Leo, big bingo player. Hello, I'm a big bingo player. So I can loves, hardly move my dauber. It's yeah, twice playing my bingo. size. This is huge. So of course, bingo. all the drunk clowns up there, and it happens everywhere you go. You know, the bingo caller says, and under the O column, O sixty nine. Six nine, and the whole crowd goes. Woo! You know, all these ladies about yeah. the bar just drunk, and so then he just says, "You know, what's sixty nine? Oh, no. yes. why, why are they cheering sixty nine? And so you just have to say, "I don't know." That one you gotta say, "Yeah." Did you tell him, "Hey, listen, it's like head to toe parallel plate gone wrong." I can't tell you now, but in my will, when I when you listen to this podcast, you're gonna learn a lot. Yeah. But someday on on Valentine's Day, when you get to do it on top, guys on top on Valentine's Day, that's a special day. Is Valentine's Day when you guys look each other in the eye then? In the same way you look down when you're taking a piss at a urinal, you're like, how are you doing down there? You know what I mean? She's looking down at you. I'm doing doing great. There's one day a year where you can like tolerate that kind of intimacy and then Valentine's Day that it's back up. I'm... Bryce, Bryce is very interested in your intimate life, Rob. You guys are going to have to talk more often. And sometimes it's Valentine's Day like every other year, maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> we fell on Day. So that's all I had. Didn't, didn't learn too much this year. They're getting, they're getting caught up on, uh, on Matt, the real now world. Did you, so. did you at any chance, now this is terrible and you should not say this to your kids, but did you say at all, uh, it's a meal for two with a hairy view. Did that come up? Oh, did not no. Did not. Oh, yes. Bryce took a drink right before <laughs> I said that. I knew it was going to be good. <laughs> Bryce is such a, he's such a trusting person for me to go into a, obviously everyone else knew I was going into a bit and he took a big <laughs> swig. It's time to find out what Matt's kids are learning in North Dakota. Oh, yeah. Daddy, Jimmy's parents are swingers. Oh, well, that's. Oh, that's a weird one. That's a weird one. I don't know why that I would say that. Uh, listen, okay. So as you guys know, I also went on a plane, but unfortunately this was not a flight. So I cannot play the theme song. This was just in the airport. As you know, one of my favorite things to do before I go through security 
Chub, chub it, up. it up. I do chub it up. Okay. So I do chub it up. <laughs> I would have paid a hundred dollars because I know they can see you naked. So I want to show them like, Hey, you know, this is armrest, armrest up. You guys know what I'm talking about. So here's the thing is that I, this time I went through and they said, excuse me, sir. And they gave me like a two minute spiel of how they're going to have to like brush me down. And I was like, why is this taking so long? And I tr- and they go, and that's how you get chubbed up. And it just, I was like, hmm. <laughs> some people it's called foreplay. Rob. Yeah. Foreplay. I was like, Oh, you that's, are wearing you do gloves. The head to toe community. Yeah. Are you, oh, you're wearing gloves and everybody has their feet off. Am I in heaven? <laughs> you're wearing gloves and everyone has their shoes off. Am I in heaven? I have to retake that. Cause I said feet off. It made no sense. Here's the deal. I turn around and they highlight where they need to be inspecting on me. There are three lit points and they are all in my crotch. Every <laughs> single one of them is in my crotch. So I, this guy was probably like, oh yeah, for sure. I was like, oh, I went a little overboard. I went too far. <laughs> so, well, to be fair, Rob, when you wear like those jeans that you've got, like with all the, the jazzed up back pockets and all that, you know, you've got those types of jeans. I've seen yeah, you wear them. Well, the leather pockets. No, I was not. Okay. I was just wearing my normal stuff and I turned around and I, it was like Matt hearing, don't worry, be happy. I almost started laughing when I saw it because it was just too much. They were probably like, what is this guy? Is he like, like, uh, does he have a Prince Albert or something? Like, who knows what they thought? By the way, kids at home, <laughs> look what? for a Okay. So what uh, happened? Did they search you or not? Yeah, they, they patted me down. I thought it was great. And all I could think of is you guys. So here's a guy rubbing me. I'm looking at this picture. I'm thinking about you guys. And you choked perfect. up. Yeah. Huh. I didn't I didn't have to see my kids for 10 seconds. It was the perfect so vacation. So glad to be part of that. Yeah, it was my mini vacation. Also, I found out. Immediately afterwards, you have to like sprint to the bathroom or something, right? Like at the (laughs) Minneapolis airport. (laughs) Yeah. I I sprint to the bathroom. I put my legs real wide because that's my normal stance. Okay. I have a (laughs) wide stance. (laughs) And then you've got, don't worry, be happy in your head. So you just start tapping your toes along to the beat. There you go. (laughs) By the way, I, I had a crack team do some research about which bathroom that was in the airport. And it is by the Prince store. So if you want to go in there. Oh. Yep. It, if you want to, oh, you want to wow. have a wide stance, that's where it is. Now I got to say, guys, listen, you want to go get jerked off in the bathroom? Great. Don't blame you. Get it. Think it's great. But it would be a bummer if it was you, the guy in the stall with the hole in it. And then like a stall down, there's just a guy who doesn't know what's going on, you know? And he's just taking his time going to the bathroom. You kind of be like, hey, like we're trying to do something over here. Did you see how wide my stance was earlier? Like that'd be a bummer, right? <laughs> There's someone were in the public bathroom doing what you need to do in the public I think bathroom. And eventually then you- if, if the noise that cued you to finish is a toilet flushing, that's really bad. That's a that really bad like, sign. Yeah. It feels like you've got some stuff to work through. <laughs> Cause then you'd be at home. You'd be like, honey, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> wait a minute. I'm close. <laughs> You guys might not hear that, but it's going to kill what I put in the sound effect. And the other thing I have is I had a cousin who I set out a cheese plate and she told me that the cheese term is not Gouda. It's not pronounced Gouda. Okay. She went to the the Danish city that it's named after and it is pronounced Hauda. Hauda with an H. This is like Aaron. I mean, that's fine, but I'm not. So from now on. All you Beck did a better foot freaks out there. We are going to be calling Gouda, Howda, and I'm telling in. people. I'll do it. 
We're going to tell and people it's pronounced Hawaii, Hauda. Hawaii. We are in gonna, I'm, I'm in. I'll do it. We're going to start this craze. We're going to start this craze. It's going to go right. nationwide. Hauda. Gouda is Hauda, and we're going to get credited with that. So I'm can everybody do that? Hauda. 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 How the heck do we keep going with this great podcast? <clears throat> well, I mean, we could listen to some music. Uh, well, let's talk about the album. <laughs> oh, it's the music podcast. Look at Bryce let's perked up. About the album. Oh, <laughs> he's it up. He calls this the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> he jumped it up. Hey, Rob, I, I know we typically I talk a little bit in. about we typically talk a little bit about the band uh, before we go into the album and everything. And I just wanted to do since we had Bryce here I, as a guest, and I know he's a big replacements fan. Before we even got into the album, I thought we could do a list. Oh my of god! The oh, greatest list, replacement right songs ever. The greatest replacement oh, wow. songs ever. This is an already did a list. Yes. Jeez. I'll tell you what. This is like America Pride or seventeen seventy six. It's unprecedented. So as you guys know, in two thousand, pro football players did go on strike. And brought in substitute players. <laughs> wow. Starring Keanu Reeves. So we're going to celebrate the best songs from The Replacements. Oh, okay. the there you go. <laughs> the, the first song was from 1991. It's Good Vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Wow. Oh, Russell, this was on the Replacement can I, soundtrack? Can yeah. I tell you, Russell, this is one of my favorite Replacement songs. It is a great Replacement song, oh isn't it? This. I, I just... <laughs> Bryce, where does this rank on all the replacement songs for you? <laughs> the top five? Uh, <laughs> and it's a little later in the right? Um, 91. They were, they were pretty much over by then, weren't they? <laughs> you guys know that song was actually on the Mighty Ducks and Mighty Ducks 2 soundtracks, which were actually filmed here in Minnesota. It's too bad we couldn't get a great band from Minnesota like Bob Dylan, Soul Asylum, Semi-Sonic, or Atmosphere to play wow. on that soundtrack, right? Those are, I mean, those are some of the greatest Minnesota bands I've ever heard of. Right, Who's, that would have been awesome. Even Hoos throw Hoosker Doo in there. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You left All out right, so, like uh, Alexander, Alexander O'Neill, man. Oh, it's in mint condition. All right. Second, next song Moon on the list. Can I, Patrick. can I just say right now, Russell, good vibrations. Yeah. My wife has painted that onto the side of her bedside table like a bomber in World War II. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got a woman holding two C batteries. <laughs> All right. Next song on the list is from 1987. Um, I've never heard of any other group or any other individual with the last name or the name Mars come up with a great song. Wow. But this one was Mars. The song is Pump Up the Volume. Wow. Man. I would say, Russell, this is one of the greatest replacement songs by a guy named Mars I've ever heard in my life. It's probably the right. What do you think? I've never heard of any Maybe musicians the named Mars. Maybe the best. That are good. Wow. Have you heard of anyone? Pump up the volume. <laughs> My favorite part about Mars is he had that hat where it went way up in the front. <laughs> I wonder if a drummer wrote this song, right? Oh, I mean, one could only hope. Ah, that is a great replacement song, Russell. One of the greatest replacement songs I've ever heard. All right, next song on the list is from 1994. This is another song. This was a band that must have influenced great bands that came after them. This is the Rolling Stones' You Got Me Rockin'. Oh, Oh my god. 
I actually read there was this guy named Tommy Skinson who was super inspired wow. by the Rolling Stones. It's too bad that oh, guy yeah. never made it anywhere else, right? Wasn't he in Guns N' Roses eventually? I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the he in Guns N' Roses. Are you guys talking about Buckethead? <laughs> <laughs> All right. He was by the fountain, I think. That Next, beginning of that yeah, TV so- show. Next song on the list, the be- the second best replacement song ever is from 1973. It's Bachman Turner Overdrive taking care of business. Now, guys, this song's about jerk and I, right? Yeah. Every day. This actually inspired many musicians, including Aretha, oh. when she referenced it. Remember when she said in respect? Take care. TCB, that's taking care of business. Take that's care of TCB. That's song. I mean, Elvis had this on his jet, for God's sakes. Can you right. imagine saying something that Elvis puts on his jets? Okay, Russell, let's go to the next song, which I definitely there, didn't play earlier. There actually got is out. a local band that has covered that once. I've never heard of them. I don't think their sound quality is that good. But <laughs> wow. check out this cover that I heard <laughs> of Taking Care of Business that was on a live album from 1985 <laughs> called The Shit Hits the Fans. Wow. <laughs> Hey, so. one of the greatest American bands ever, right? Kind of sloppy. Yeah. I like that. A little amateurish, but that's all right. nice. This sounds like it might inspire generations of music. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, yeah, this band is definitely better than Tom Petty of the Heartbreakers, right? The best song from The Replacements, the best replacement song ever, is actually the song On Wisconsin. Let's see if you guys know this one. <laughs> Wisconsin on Wisconsin. Oh, God. <laughs> I like this bit. <laughs> the show in the show. Okay, guys, I have to tell you, do you guys know that on Wisconsin was actually written by a guy named William Purdy and the lyrics what? were written by a guy named Carl Beck. So these guys were roommates in and they lived in Chicago together and there was a contest in like 1908 to find the new U of M fight song. And this guy, William Purdy wrote the music for it. And Carl Beck went to Wisconsin and he was like, we need to use this for Wisconsin instead. So eventually they end up giving it to the university of Wisconsin. It becomes their fight song. And so they go on. The first time this is ever played is in 1909 at the Wisconsin, Minnesota football game. So Minnesota couldn't get the fight song. It goes to Wisconsin. So I got to ask you guys, when it comes to the writing the best replacement song ever, who did it better? Beck did it. Hey, Aaron, better. check your texts. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, Bryce, you can't call him because he records on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's clap. If- He's not asking for my address, is no, he? Bryce, we're going to clap on four again. <laughs> Bryce is just clapping. I, right, I texted him. On I'm four. so. We're going to talk about the album. We did it. We made yes. it. The replacement. Yeah. I have no idea what's fucking happening. It was a little frightening by perfect. what just happened, to be honest. But Bryce, you have to think of a joke after the after the show. That's your job. <laughs> All right, Russell. I'll tell you what that. With the exception of the second to last song I heard, that was one of the greatest replacements <laughs> list. Those are the ever best heard. replacement song I have ever heard. My favorite part of On Wisconsin is there's no way people playing that song would ever get in trouble. And get kicked <laughs> one off of the, the band. best troll jobs anyone has ever done in, in their life. I love every second of that. Pretty outstanding. I got to admit, 
I got to admit, I do have another list tonight later. And I Russ texted me his idea, and I was like, "Yep, we're doing that. That's a good one. I like that." This that was like, who did all the research on that? Well, we uh, kind of split it. Magic it's, Mike. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's not important actually. Who's doing? We promised to very do loved more research by that, and uh, it's amazing. Oh yeah, Bryce. We 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 want to deliver to our fans. That's our number one goal. Now listen. So obviously the replacements. All the replacements for those of you that haven't gotten, oh, I don't know about half the jokes in the episode so far. <laughs> they are a, the Minneapolis ba- band. And it started when Bob Stinson gave his brother Tommy a bass when Tommy was 11 years old. He started when he was 11 years old to yeah. get him off the street. They heard them uh, practicing with another guy, Mars, as their, was Mars there then? I'm not sure. But as a as a trio who played instrumentals. Pump and up the volume, pump up the volume. The guy who walked by was a local janitor who then went down through a window in the story I read and talked to these guys, listened to them, and then told a later singer, oh, the band actually doesn't like you, which was a lie. So he left. That janitor was Paul Westerberg, who became the lead singer. So here we have a band with an 11-year-old kid and a janitor, okay? It doesn't seem like that should work out on paper. I'm just going to say it that way. (laughs) Didn't really either. Yeah, it sort of didn't work out, right? <laughs> yeah, if you heard that and then you were like, oh, I, I can't wait to hear their album. I don't think anybody would say that. Um, Justin DeFail. On, in 83, they were big enough to be on tour with R.E.M. And what they found is that they hated playing for fans who didn't like them. And so um, they would often play, they were a punk band and they would often play songs to in, uh, antagonize the group that was listening to them. And this is part of why they kind of came up with this album because even then when they were doing punk stuff, they said, well, there are no rules in punk. And all of a sudden it's like, nope, you can't play your instruments well. You have to play fast. You have to be loud. You have to wear black. And they were like, well, wait a minute. There are all these rules. And kind of like R.E.M., right? This is the album that really shows a major shift in who the replacements are, right? From punk to, Bryce, how do we describe this album? It's not punk. It's punk to almost to alternative, right? Well, it's kind of the um, culmination of what you were saying. So the, the uh, antagonizing of the fans, uh, or uh, again, in the spirit of the replacements, I'm very drunk and high. <laughs> I don't know how they paid music. And, and they often didn't. Um, and so say they were playing in Nashville, they like at a country and Western bar, they'd fucking play punk. And then they would be playing in, in, in Manhattan at CBGB's for a bunch of people that are coming specifically to see them and wonder if they, you know, we should sign this band. They would just play country songs uh, or covers of other bands, uh, of other bands, and uh, throw fart bombs into the crowd. Oh, they wouldn't God. play their own music, right? Um, this album feels like that's what this is, right? In the title, Let It Be uh, uh, Report. Well, a reference to the Beatles, but also it's there's different styles of music, right? They're really exploring uh, more heartfelt stuff than they may have felt in the first two albums. So I think you did see that on Hoot Nanny. Um, on this album, they still kind of had the like pokey in your eye, like fucking it's a joke um, that they had like earlier um, and other albums like Gary's Got a Boner, Tommy's Got His, gets his Tonsils Out. Uh, it, it's all of those things. They fucking named one of the songs after a ski hill in Burnsville. By the way, if you're wondering what Bryce is talking about there when he said tonsils and boner, those are two titles of songs on this album. Right. So just to prepare you, Bryce, you I, think, I mean, 
Bryce, obviously that was drunk, a great sorry. job. No, You're doing no, great. Bryce, the one thing we don't do on the show ever is apologize for getting too drunk or too high. <laughs> Never, ever, ever do you apologize well, for that. Again, I, I don't always do this. I just, in the spirit of the replacements being one of the drunkest bands of all time, I Love thought it. I would do that. And I'm regretting it. So, <laughs> You know what? A lot of people feel that way after being on the podcast. Don't worry about it. Wait until you say you're on a podcast and nobody a asks what the title is. head to toad feel that way. <laughs> head to toad. I like that, except it sounds like you're with a toad. Here's the thing. Uh, they met actually with Peter Buck from REM from that tour, the guitarist and said, Hey, will you produce it? And he was like, sure. And then he said, well, you guys don't have any material. You don't have enough, but Peter Buck does show up a couple of times on this album on this first song. And just to give you an idea of what kind of band they were, they were going to call this album Whistler's Mammy, which is a, what? What? Not, not a great name. Instead of like Whistler's mother, it's Whistler's Mammy, which what is I, questionable. And then they said, the next thing we're going to do is called Stunk. And then he said, okay, we're just going to call it whatever song comes on the radio. So whatever song it could have been. I mean, this could have been, this band, this album could have been called like Rump Shaker, right? Like it could have been called, uh, think of a funny song, Blue. <laughs> nailed it. Funny <laughs> album and song name. God, I nailed that one. And of course, the most famous replacements we know is, of course, from the They May Be Giants song. Hi, we're the replacements. What? We're in the middle of it. They asked for Tommy. It's such a good song. So here we go. First song, I Will Dare. Okay, now you might think, oh, Mark Summers, is he there? No, that's oh. a different dare. Double uh, dare. Uh, I Will Dare. We have Peter Buck playing mandolin. And I think right away, right, you're hearing a turn in the replacements. Like if you're a replacements fan and you're expecting hardcore punk and you turn this on, Totally different. And you're hearing Tommy do what Tommy does. Did, was this was this song ever in a movie? This song yes. should have been in a movie, right? Feeling, feeling Minnesota, Keanu Reeves and um, oh, Keanu. Okay, saying it in the back seat of a car. Oh no way! Wow, it just feels like a movie song to me. Feeling Minnesota, kind of a flop, like three placements. Okay, variations <laughs> on the theme. Next up. Uh, uh, favorite thing. What's he singing about? What's his favorite thing? He's struggling to fit in and find his favorite thing, pretty much. I mean, this whole album, right, is like teenage angst. Like, it's tough being a teenager, and it's even tougher when you're an adult janitor who's hanging out with teenagers. You know what I mean? That would be tough as well. But we don't know what his favorite uh, thing is? Hard for dyslexic janitor, man. That's it. It's, yeah, That's his favorite thing. I think his I, his favorite thing is I don't know. Aaron, you you could have done the research. You're in a hotel room by yourself. I read. A, I got a whole book about. Aaron, it. what are you possibly doing in a hotel room by yourself where you don't have enough time to do research? I've been, I've been reading the book. I got. I've, I'm Bryce. I'm halfway through That's this right. gigantic fucking book. I own. Not one, but two replacements books. So Trouble Boys, The Story of the Replacements by Bob Mary. You can see how far I'm into it's that really one. good. I own two replacements. I made it through this album. I own two replacements books. I own a set of live recordings on vinyl by the replacements. I have purchased none of them. They've all been sent to my home by our very own replacements guy, and I love him for it. And, and, yeah, I, but does, and I tell you why I send it? All favorite people on this planet and i love the replacements oh no and, we're getting uh, emotional people that i love i just want to share things i love and uh aaron um also uh, uh 
I feel like is in on the joke of the replacements. Like he can drink and flop on his face and, uh, um, uh, you know, we're all fucked up and he, he gets that. So, uh, you know, uh, that, that, uh, is why he gets those things in the mail. Aaron, do you have, is it, am I remembering right? You have a replacements t- uh, lyric tattooed on I your do, body? yes. In fact, it's on my, yeah, it's on my, my arm right is here. It, is it from this album? It's from Tim. Or? It's from the album Tim, okay. which I actually, okay. I, I think might be my favorite replacements album, but that's because it's. And what is, what is the lyric? If you don't mind me asking. It's the, it's the song, Here Comes a Regular. Here comes okay. a regular. Written about the wow. CC club. I was mad at you guys. God damn, I am drunk in, in the first place. <laughs> you don't have to say it so often. <laughs> no, previous like motherfucking. No, you uh, it. So you guys started this podcast under one Rolling Stone 500, and then it switched yes. to the next. Right? It did yeah. mm-hmm. change. Yeah, never to switch again. I have to fucking pick with you guys. Oh. Is the last one had two replacement songs on it? Album. You would have yep. already yeah. gotten to Tim, which had. Here comes regular. That was up higher than let it be. That dropped out. Let it be was here. And uh, I I feel like I'm not like I'm Tim Heidecker right now. Holy shit. I'm drunk. Bryce, if you, Bryce, if you keep talking about picking my bone, I might Whistler's mammy all (laughs) over here. So don't can you just stop using that phrase? Picking my bone. Was I saying picking my bone? (laughs) Yeah, you're, you got a bone to pick. That's weird because Russell has a tattoo that said, uh, I've got those good vibrations. Feel it. Feel it. <laughs> I got one that says, picking my bone head to toe. <laughs> We're coming out. And this one is a lot more punk. This is punk, yeah. And this is about, as Bryce has talked about, they would come out at performances and be absolutely blasted, including Russell. We mentioned them once on the list of t- uh, bands that are banned. From SNL. Do you guys enjoy more the more punk sound or the more country sound? I like the pop stuff. I like I, I like the I like the more pop stuff, but it, it's it's similar to most uh, grunge bands from you know my era. And I think I'll get into it a little bit later. That I think they all had to have heard the replacements because I hear Nirvana and Kurt Cobain, you know, out of Westerberg more than anything I think that I've ever heard. I mean, it's it sounds like they came right from the replacements to yeah. me and maybe you could talk about it, Bryce, but you know, they, they would often play these lo- m- melodic soft songs and then go right into these just straight up short punk songs like this. And so I, I thoroughly enjoyed this album. It was great. I love the, the change of pace and everything that, that goes along with it. Yeah. I, same me. I love, I, same me. God, I, oh, I'm, wait a minute. I'm, oh, I'm so drunk. Um, same with me. I thought, I, I love the changes where you'd go from that to a real punk. I'm going to edit that out. God damn it. God damn it, Rob. You're an idiot. All right. How about this? You're not an idiot, man. Don't say that. Then I can't edit it out. But Bryce, <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, Tommy gets his tonsils out. Now, this was based on a true story about the bassist Tommy Stinson. Do you want to guess what that story was about? Getting his tonsils out? I don't know. It didn't say, but I assume it's him getting his tonsils out. <laughs> I mean, it does show Westerberg's songwriting prowess that he could just write a song about anything. Like, it's it, if, before, if nothing else. Before you guys get to androgynous, can I just say uh, one, one thing? Uh, God, I, again, how did they play instruments for fucking drugs? <laughs> I don't recommend it. 
Holy shit. Okay, so uh, the thing, drunk, uh, the thing that, this happens like twice a year now, um, and I I thought I would get drunk. And now you have it recorded for, for all for of posterity, history. For your children <laughs> yeah. to listen right. to someday. Just let this be a listen to You'll my children. You'll be able to listen to it in four weeks when we release it after <laughs> Oasis and all that. Right? My children listen to this someday when they're old and gray. Like my fucking 50-year-old dad got drunk for his friend's podcast uh, on a school night well it's summer vacation because he thought it would be fun to uh, do that as a joke because of his favorite band being drunk all the time yeah I, I did that but what I wanted to say about it was like Paul I, I think you had ambitions of going higher I mean I, there's a love of it in him of, of like uh, some of the more esoteric or cooler things that you got exposed to by uh peter jesperson um at the orfolk which became tree twin uh yeah tree house then close uh um fuck i got you bryce i'll edit it don't worry okay no 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 no. don't edit it but something 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 but then the point was um uh yeah (laughs) That's what the point is. This was. The jan- <laughs> is this the janitor we're talking about? This is before, before, before androgynous. Yes, you had, 100% you had is the janitor. Hey, I mean, so I got a question. You guys have brought up Treehouse, you brought up CC Club. I mean, were they hanging out on Lindale in 22nd or whatever, 26th? 26th. Is that what, I mean, yeah. Is that, is that regular? So they, that's kind of about. Yeah, this entire okay. album is, is Map Quest Central. Yeah. Okay. Bryant. Map yeah. Quest. You know, they got French metal, French metal breakeries just to the south yeah. of it there. And now they've got the <laughs> new uh, building across where they got the Aldi. And I think Treehouse is gone. Is it not there anymore? Yeah. Am I right, Matt? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And Bob so. Bob died on 35th and Bryant, right? No, no off of uh, Lindale, a great across oh, the street oh, from the Bryce. Can I get a, I need, I need, how can you hop in on this? I need someone to give me the, but you guys have said multiple times like this didn't work out well. I don't know anything about the replacements. Did they die? Did they break up? What happened? Like how many albums were they done quickly or what was, how did it go poorly? All of those things happened. Yes, they all, yeah, there was this album. Then, then Tim came out, which was probably their like critical high point. And then it was what, then pleased to meet me after Bob was gone. Now I remember the joke before androgynous. Yes. I am drunk. No. Say what you just said. We'll bring it back. There was pleased to meet me. And then, then they, they broke up. It was Tim, which is probably their critical high point. Uh, Paul, ambitions of being, I got, by, by talking about Captain yeah. Sunil, uh, like we listen to that stuff, but also the cooler esoteric stuff. And had ambitions of being maybe someone deep down inside of him, Rod Stewart. Right. Yeah. Um, in the faces. Um, I think he knew he was a fuck up. He had a friend that committed suicide when he was in high school and he's dyslexic and his dad was an alcoholic. That could have been a great pro golfer, but sold cars. Uh, his sister was a stewardess and you'll get to waitress in the sky about her talking sarcastically about her customers. That's a different album, but, uh, they were going to fail. And so all, all of these songs are about somebody that like, I could write brilliant stuff like um, I Will Dare, Androgynous. There's lots of great stuff. I love favorite things. 16 Blue. 16 Blue. Um, Unsatisfucking Fide. Uh, all of those brilliant signs. But you know what? I really can't 
all in. So I got to put like a fucking joke kiss cover on this. And then yeah. is Buck Hill yeah. on this one or is that on the previous one? No, that's on Hootenanny. Yeah, it's on Hootenanny. Like, but which is a <laughs> instrumental about, um, you know, a, a skeel in Burnsville. And this one has uh, senior video. Yeah. So down off yeah. 35W and uh, yeah. 35E were kind of right where they converge on each other, right? Yeah, so they yeah. write all these joke songs because they can't really go for it because they're going to fucking fail. That's what this album is. I mean, that's yeah. what every, that's what, we can all relate to that, right? Where like somebody, you do something like that and they're like, well, that wasn't very good. And you're like, yeah, it's a fucking joke. Didn't you hear the joke? It's like a joke song. I'm not even trying that hard. Like if I was really trying. Yes, that's part of why the replacements live on, not just because they're a good band, but because critics love them so much to the point where I think that the, and I, the line between, and I know with rock criticism, the line between real journalism and, and fandom is blurred anyway, but I think journalists love these guys because they really identified with the band and that's why yeah. they've, you know, gotten such lore, even though they didn't sell a lot of records. Matt. I think you go ahead, Bryce. I'm so I'm step again. I'm stepping on everybody's toes and done a podcast. And no, you're the yeah. guest. You're, you're, you're literally here. doing the best job of any of us right now. Hey, um, hey, hey, when you step on them, that's that's part of my turn. Oh, on, my Bryce. God. You step on them as much as you want. Yeah, babe. step on them so hard. So hard, Bryce. <laughs> hard. Yeah, I'll go. So, I, you know, I was just going to say, I think no matter what lot in life you take, right, or what avenue you go down, Everybody always likes the people in the end who are actually really good at their job, but don't give a shit, if that makes a right. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or you don't care what other people think, mm-hmm. yeah. or you did it your own way kind of a deal. It's the one who, if you got just a complete ass kisser, or the people that are just, they want to make an album to sell as many as they can, so you can just tell that they're trying to make a commercial hit as opposed to like write their own music, right? And I think it's such a dichotomy because it's a, well, do you want to be a band and do you want to like actually like make this your career or do you want to just be like a guy who's very sarcastic? You know, so I don't know. It's like, I am completely enthralled by this whole story and I didn't know anything about it. And we, and I'm, and I'm from Minneapolis and all this stuff. So I'm on this wormhole now of trying to figure out who the replacements are. And, you know, Mary Lucia, isn't it Mary Lucia? Isn't that Paul? Yeah. his sister. So, you know, yeah. things like that. Like, I had no idea Mary Lucia, yeah. for, you know, was They're Paul the most Minneapolis man. Love yeah. her pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Lucia uh, pizza. Um, Give me the bear. Love the bear. In the sky is inspired by um, Mary's being being uh, um, a stewardess at the time, flight flight assistant at the time, and, and people being <laughs> rude to her. And so it's written sarcastically about upper. that on the next album. <laughs> but I remember so much that they're just like, I don't give a fuck. It's I don't give a fuck because. I'm scared I'm really going to fail and right, I yeah. don't have it in me. Right. And there's but, a fragility yeah. in that. That's the same fragility yeah. as an ass kisser. Right. But they just are more yeah. raw. It feels genuine though. And not like an act, right. It, it's, it's not a pretentiousness. Oh, yeah. It feels like a genuine insecurity, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's it. They are quintessential Minnesota band. They are like, um, Oh, so good. That we're in the middle and we're overlooked. I don't know if you guys are familiar with like uh, Jante or Yante's Law. Uh, no, um, I am because you've told me about it. Yeah. Look it up. Yeah. It's like a look lot up, of Rob. Swedish Norwegian immigrants came to Minnesota and it's like, um, you're not good enough. You're not better than anyone else. No one's better than you, but you're certainly not better than anyone else. And if anyone ever laughs at you, you tell them we got stories about you too. It's like, <laughs> we might be like, 
awful. And there's that undercurrent in there of just like, don't stick out of the crowd because your neck out because you can get it chopped off. And everything is in that, in this album. Mm. And they were always that. And then when they started a little bit better or a little bit more acclaimed, like even when they were on like um, Saturday Night Live, like they got so fucking drunk and then they got the host yeah. drunk right before the show that they, they were Stanton. banned from, from NBC for a decade. Oh. But yeah, Russell, they, they had basically one more album after this with their original lineup. The next one after that, I think mostly doesn't have Bob Stinson on it. And then yeah, Bob they kicked him out at, for being too drunk, but they got being, him yeah. too drunk. They were only a little bit less drunk than he was. And then Bob died uh, young of like organ failure, just like died from living too hard. So, so you have all this stuff, right? Like all these songs where it's like these, and then you have a song like this, which in 1983, yeah. a song about queer, no, about the queer. 1984, I'm so sorry. A, no, you're wrong, Rob. A queer, I mean, they just have this queer stuff like down to what how we would talk about it now. And this was 40 years ago. Like this is crazy. Androgynous. Yeah. It describes a positive terms a romantic relationship between two gender non-conforming individuals. Right. Yeah, forward thinking. I mean, this is... Honestly, this song is, I think, is musical genius. Like, the writing is, the, the sound of it is. I, you can just hear it here. Like, it's what you guys are talking about. And, and when I agree with you, it sounds like I kind of came up with it, too, so... And I think this was, I mean, it, it sort of uh, previews the downfall of the band because this was Paul doing something on his own. Can you imagine if Paul, though, they could tap into that? There's a lot of that throughout mm-hmm. a whole album. How that, they would have been regarded as REM. Like, yeah, they were totally that. for sure. Yep. But because of that, like, Dante's Law, I'm a fuck up, you're a fuck up, I can't, I'm going to fail. Um, I can't let them see these things. They uh, had to include, like you know, Tommy gets his tonsils out and uh, and uh, a shitty kiss cover, right? Like, mm, gonna push back. That is, I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> is also like I think really poetic. It's yes, they're not REM, but they are fucking more real because this isn't an act. This is just who they fucking are. I love that. Like Kiss. Jante's Law, number seven. You, you're you not to think you are good at anything. I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. That's like... Yeah. That's it. The, the number one of all of them. Just but don't also, think you're good at anything. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. better than you either. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like... You're not to you're think anyone cares about you. Listen, yeah. <laughs> this podcast could be good as any podcast if I just didn't have a job, if I have more time, but I don't want to. Okay. But it's as good as anybody else out there, really. Yeah. Another famous Minnesotan. I'm good I mean, enough. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm smart enough. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know, bro. Like if me. I look at this, you you're not to think you're anything special. I mean, compared to our dumb shit listeners, we're pretty special. <laughs> you're not to think you're as good as we are. I don't. I don't know. When I start going down through these, I'm starting to have a little more confidence. I gotta I say, when I think about the replacements, how they treated their fans, that I get. I 100 percent get that. Yeah, yeah. I do yeah. like it. <laughs> that's what you aspire to. Now that's real. That's really cool, Bryce. Bryce, it's not just me who love the song Androgynous, and that's what brings us to tonight's second list. Second list of the night. Double rainbow. 
Now, this list is all covers. You guys know I love covers. There's no Tina Turner covers. I hate to admit it. I hate to say that right now. First, of course, we have Androgynous by The Replacements. This song was covered by The Crash Test Dummy. Wow. Kind of got a cool Sounds pretty good on it, right? Yeah. I love Can I just say this right now? After today, I think I kind of love the Crash Test Dummies Because <laughs> Okay, can I admit something right now? Do, do you know who else covered this For, song? What? Uh, Miley Cyrus and Joan Jett together on YouTube. I serious? Yeah, well, that'd be wow. so good. I'll play that in Wow. I forgot what this list was about. It's actually about <laughs> the top because <laughs> there's no more replacements so covered. So this is the top crash test dummy list. Top covers involving the crash test dummies because I ran out of replacement stuff real fast. There. So it's just all right. So <laughs> for example, XT X now we all know XTC had a song called All You Pretty Girls. XTC, of course, a punk band, kind of, right? XTC. Well, guess who loved that song? It was our CTD, Crash Test Dummies. This is Crash Test Dummies? This is making me reassess Crash with the Dummies. Yes, that's what happened to me. This sounds very, they might be giant to me. There he is. There's Brad Roberts coming in there. Thank you, Brad. Now, of course, one of our favorite Crash Test Dummy songs, The Ballad of Peter Pumpkin Eater. Peter Pumpkin Head. Or whatever it's called. The Ballad of Peter Pumpkin Head. Oh, let me hit the scene. This is a song about Jesus. Off the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. It turns out Russell, guess what? Peter Pumpkin. Russell, it turns out, guess what? That's a cover by a band XTC. They covered two XTC songs? Yes. Now. I am so fucking drunk, period. What is happening? Bryce this is calling Aaron again. Aaron, don't he's, pick up this time. Bryce, don't pick up texting me. Bryce, <laughs> voice texting. Me. Bryce, I'll explain it again. Bryce, this is Bryce, the greatest. Bryce, this look, list. Me, look me in the eye for a minute. Just look at me in the eye. This doesn't make sense. Don't try to make sense of it. Okay. It doesn't can I, make can sense. I read okay, what you guys. Was, yes. So fucking drunk and high. It'd be funny because that's what the replacements did. You can't play your instruments drunk. You really can't. What is happening? Does this make sense? Okay. It does not make sense. I'm no. going to explain it again. And I thought I was so clear the first two times. This is, list is the best covers involving the crash test dummies. No, it doesn't so, make sense. He'll explain it, it 10 more sense. times. No, at this point, it makes sense. At this Do you know point, what makes Bryce, more sense in this list? Russell's rating system of his movies. That makes more yeah, sense than this list. Rice, at this point. When Jennings Jr. covered Can't Hardly Wait. Right. That... 
Crash Test Dummies had no more covers. So you would think, oh, this list <laughs> must be and over. Lord, Lord covered Swing and Party. <laughs> oh, that's, I would check that out. Say, Bryce, you're doing a replacements, best replacements covers list. That's actually not what this is. This is a list of the best covers involving the Crash Test Dummies. It's a disaster. So, oh, my God. It turns out, and I would count these as covers, <laughs> in show. 2002, the Crash Test Dummies released an album called Jingle All the Way. Now, you might think, well, that's weird. It must have been before the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It's not a tumor. Where he's trying to get Turbo. No, that was the one with Turbo Man. They had to get Turbo Man. We all remember that hit with Sinbad. Also filmed in Minnesota, by the way. That jingle all the way was from 1996. Their album, Jingle All the Way, was after the movie. That blows my mind. Sometimes I really do think it's all connected to Minnesota. Was that a, a, one, on purpose? 100%. 100%. Andy, I don't really believe that. And, and hey, Bryce, guess what? I went down to Mystic Lake with my sister to go see a comic there, and they wouldn't let me in because she wasn't 21 years old, even though the ticket said 18. And guess who that comic was? Sinbad, co-star of Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. It would have been funny if you said Louis Anderson. Well, oh, God damn it, you're right. <laughs> That's dead. This is now your new favorite Christmas album, Jingle All the Way by the Crash Test Dummies. Here's the Crash Test Dummies doing Jingle Bells, a cover. I would like to remind you that we're on track five of the album that we're actually discussing tonight. It's only 33 minutes long, so it'll be all right. Guys, this is terrible. This is so good. Oh, my God. As I was checking other covers that the Crash Test Dummies did, as this list is about, I noticed my favorite Christmas song of all time on the album, Jingle All the Way. It's Good King Wences. That last one, but it sounded like Bella and Lugosi's dead. What'd you say, Bryce? Just about. It doesn't need to be repeated. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the listeners will hear it. It's in there. What is this list about? No, well, no actually, one Bryce, knows. this list is about the Bell best House? covers involving the Crash Test Dummies. Now, oh, unfortunately, Bryce. Because they covered androgynous Bryce. Trace it back. This is easy to do. You think this is tough. We've had way harder ones than this. Different band. Now, here's the deal. There has been a band who covered the Crash Test Dummies. It's a reversal. It's a cover reversal. Mm-mm-mm. Was covered by none other. <laughs> Wait, Bryce. This is going to blow your mind. Guess who covered Mm-mm-mm by the Crash Test Dummies. If the this subject isn't the of our replacements list. and it doesn't come full circle, uh, I don't even Live. know what to do. Can I just say this? I did type in Crash Test Dummies in Beck to see if I could make a connection. And the only thing that came up was this eBay listing that had Blind Melon, Beck Odelay, Bare Naked Ladies, Crash Test Dummies, and Presidents of the United States of America. And that CD is for sale for $20. <laughs> I got to get that CD. That's the, be- that's the best deal I've ever seen in my life. I love all those Five CDs that. for 20 for 20 bucks. Five yes, CDs for 20 bucks. That's pretty good. That's, that's like really good. I know, bucks a track. I know who really wrote that song. <laughs> what? Uh, it was the Dave Matthews band before they dumped all the shit in the river. They were they not wrote, saying, mm-hmm. the people on the boat were not saying, mm, after that. <laughs> but guess was, was hours ago we talked band. about that. Oh guess who that? Dave guess Matthews who? band covered it. Right? Mm-mm-mm. Was I covered understand. by none other. Crash into me. <laughs> Russell coming in hot. Mm-mm-mm was covered by none other Dumpers. than the actor who plays <laughs> Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner. Oh, get the fuck what? out of here. What this are you doing? What? This is what Hawkeye. Is happening? <laughs> we could have done a double tonight. This is insane. Listen. <laughs> the arms of an angel. 
Guys, Jeremy Renner of getting hit by a snowplow fame. Oh no! Go back to work singing. He couldn't go to school. And you know when he went back? Really, Jeremy Renner? Snowplow. Could it quite explain it? It so just guys, fell in here. It turns out me. Jeremy Renner has the best cover involving the crash test dummies. <laughs> oh, come on. Are you guys talking about a list of Sarah McLaughlin songs? Bryce is still texting people. I bet he's texting me. Text Go. audio text after that. <laughs> what the said, fuck I'm was serious that? now. Were you guys just talking about a list of Sarah McLaughlin songs? No. <laughs> no. Bryce, you're going to listen back and see that the list is actually really clear what it was about. So let's get Did into. This, I feel like this is annoying. Like the replacements of fans would annoy their bands. That's yeah, right. That's we're, it's where we're meta. Going. It's so meta. I think that's where and we're that's going. That's what I okay. planned. And it's all, that wasn't meta, but that's what's happening. What they, why they did it. It's all come up organically. Very I organically. love it when a plan comes together. Rob in the future, don't With worry, you guys. I believe in your editing Joe. skills. <laughs> now, have you ever heard a song? I, I heard this song, didn't know anything about it. I instantly knew it was a kiss song. Black Diamonds. This just yeah, sounds like a kiss. kiss. Kind of feels like a wrestling entrance song. Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm a crash kiss dummy. Uh, and like Bryce said earlier, kind of a strange one to include on a on an album like this, but I enjoyed it. We have a 12-string guitar intro here to Unsatisfied. They literally recorded this in the studio like in one or two tries. Kind of slapped it together. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a great song. A little Led Zeppelin-y maybe? 100%. Yeah, I was thinking, also thinking of like Poison and bands like that, right? Sure. Yes. All right. I just wanted to show that guitar because I thought it was so good. Uh, next up, senior video. Senior video. This is a song about how hey, much Bryce, they hate MTV. Did you know that the, the 11th rule of Hante's Law acts as the penal code? Oh, what? Oh, hey, my penal code is 69, 69. 69, head to toe, parallel play. Hands <laughs> next to two. Hey, you're gonna have to cut. You're gonna have to cut that, and uh, we'll have to use that. Yeah, as a that's sound gonna have to later. be a drop. Neil for two with a review. Senior video, long instrumental, and then they come in talking about how much they hate MTV. I wish more rock albums had instrumental tracks. I like when you're playing this album. I like the instrumental track. I enjoy the the break. It's instrumental, I like jam bands. Yeah, uh, I kind of enjoy it. Next up, Gary's got a boner. That's they wrote that song. Then we have 16, uh, 16 Blue. This might be the best. Tommy Stinson. Yeah. Thinking about Tommy, who's 16, and like, I love you, kid. What I think it might feel like. I mean, Paul and Tommy had a very special bond, right? Tom and Paul became closer. That broke Bob's heart. Yeah. Matt, Tommy Stinson's favorite. 
favorite Rolling Stones song was Moonlight Mile. Isn't that your favorite Stones song? Yeah. Wow. That's top, top five for me. Yeah. Great song. The better song on that album is Sway It. And you know that, Aaron. <laughs> it's true. It's true, Aaron. You know what? Aaron. Aaron. It's true. I said it's true. I agree. Hey, why don't you put that when your pipe and smoke it tomorrow with your coworkers oh, out of the bar? I'll tell them. I'll let them know. It's on my list of songs I like that we've done. Bryce is so happy. Bryce, we're here. Top five song for me all time. It's yep. it's a it's a good one. Now I will say this. Um, what was that? What was I gonna say? Shit. Now I don't know. Sixteen blue. Sixteen blue. Sixteen blue. Okay. How about how being a teenager? Not that fun. Fun. I mean, this is right after a song called Gary's Got a Boner. This is exactly <laughs> right. what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. I think it's great. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And it's kind of like it's kind of like Grapes of Wrath. You know what I mean? Like every other chapter is like, oh, here's a family going across a desert and here's a turtle. Like that's what this album's like. You just go every other one. This album, though, you know what it's missing at the end? A wet nurse. When I found out I was reading a story that ended with a wet nurse in high school, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Things really do drag and drag when you're a teenager, man, right? It's like every day because your life, you don't have that much experience in life. Every day is the hardest stage or every yeah. your age is the hardest stage and everything feels so big. That's what it's, he captured that perfect. Nailed it. I know what he's talking about. I came in second for homecoming King in my high school. Uh, Can you believe it? Shit. I'm a brag. <laughs> the Not a joke, age. by the way. Not a joke. <laughs> I assume second. I was in the, we get chubbed up for security. So I got to ask Rob, when you come in second, like, are you, are you pulling the vote of all the nerds? Like they're all like, let's back Rob. Or are you like one of the most popular guys or how, how do you, how are you getting your votes? You guys can never do this podcast with all of you drunk and high at the same time. I've, there's maybe more than you think. Uh, How? I can barely function. We've noticed. No, Bryce, I think you do great. I should have gotten into politics, Russ, because the reason I was voted so high, I was, the reason I was in the homecoming court at all is I promised all my friends, if you vote for me for homecoming court, when I'm walking into the gym for the pep fest where they introduce who's on the homecoming court, I will eat a giant turkey leg. Did you do it? Absolutely not. Would not think about doing it. It was a total lie to turkey get what I leg, wanted. Turkey leg, head to toe. <laughs> <laughs> they do fit together well that way. Like, you don't like politics? Bryce is, we've reached the point of the thing where Bryce is braiding his beard. Love it. And Rob's refusing to play the last song on the album. says Rob. <laughs> Answering <laughs> machine. Ooh. That's a hit, that hit opening right there, right? Yeah. It is. It's basically it another today. solo Westerberg song, I think, right? It's kind of a great way to start the end of the album, right? I like this. Oh, yeah. Not like the f- Jeff. This is like what it's Jeff Buckley would have been listening to. And this is part of what broke them up, right? Is they wanted to go, someone wanted to go in that direction, someone wanted to go kind of more in that punk direction, right? Yeah. And they and they framed him for drinking. They were drinking more than him, and they, like, again, would just get drunk sometimes and pass out on stage or have someone from the audience play their instruments. They were, like, so <sighs> afraid to really 
so try. Good. And as vulnerable as they were, sometimes I think it was opposed because um, vulnerable enough or brave enough to expose themselves to the world to really try. Or to each other. I want to say this, Matt. This has inspired me. Can we get a live show going again? Can we try to get into a bar and invite Bryce again? Please. <laughs> for sure. Please. Yes. For sure. I mean, we'll, Bryce, yeah, we'll, we do, get back we'll do Tim. We'll do Tim for a live show, Bryce. Today? What? No, yeah, this, is, this is what no, I want. That's why we want. No. It's delightful. Can I tell you what? You're going through what all of us have oh, gone man, through this podcast. Like, if I'm doing well, I'm like, got to keep it down. No. Bryce, don't. I, I should have told this before we start. Don't try to analyze if it's going well or not. We've We've stopped. We've stopped trying to analyze if we're ever doing well or not. It helps. Trust me. You don't want to be analyzing Bryce, that. Bryce, it's okay. You are good enough. Yes. You are I good at like things. Bryce, doing good. you are more fault. important. Bryce, you know, people moment, do care about you. You can, te- you can teach us stuff, Bryce. You not can teach us stuff. It's okay. I'm fine. What I'm saying is, like, what I'm feeling is like Jonathan's Law. Like, this is why the replacements are the quintessential Minnesota band is because that's what we do. It definitely has that like upper Midwest, like oh shucks and yes! you know, yeah. kind of kind of thing about it. Yep. So far we've done some pretty simple stuff. We had a list of the best replacement songs. <laughs> we had a list of the best crash test dummies covers. Is that what the list was? And now yeah. That's why Jeremy Renner was on there. And now, Bryce, we're gonna get to something really simple. It's the rating system. Laughlin singing crash test dummies. Okay. The rating system, Bryce, we don't care about these albums. That's the key. This is 155 on the list, okay? Does this deserve to be higher on the list? Now, Bryce, higher on the list would be a lower number. Maybe a 202 where they were a couple of years My ago. My AirPods are going to die. So if you can't hear me talk for a second, <laughs> I'll have to like just pre-baby it, masturbate it. You better move quick. All right. I'm going to speed it up, but I do want to just repeat. Rolling groan, okay, is if it's... What's my rolling doing? <laughs> yeah, rolling yeah. bone, Bryce. How's it going with you? Uh, now, listen. Rolling bone would be like... Laugh. I got the air and laugh. It is addicting. It's so addicting. <laughs> the air laugh. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Rolling well-toned... Listen. Is like no. crash test dummies no. covering the replacements. It's perfect. It's the perfect place. That's a rolling well toned. Okay. Rolling boned is something that should have been way higher on the list. Head to toe, like a Paula Abdul song, too. What's that? To a Paula Abdul song. I love you head to toe. <laughs> I told you so. That's why I'm being the replacements. I get it. That's why I think those people's songs on shows because they think it's funny to themselves because they're too afraid to be with everyone else. And then, and then okay, keep going. And then Bryce, when you're in the band for a while, Bryce, after a while you just stop caring and you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. We're just cranking out content. You know what I mean? Just uh, you know, I'm not in Van Halen because I am this way. Van Halen. No, you already lost it. Nobody's still listening at this point. No one is still listening Listen, at this point. Jante's seventh law. Our listeners are not to laugh at us. Yes. <laughs> or rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown. Now, of course, rolling bone should be higher on the list, which of course is a lower number. Okay. It's a lower number on the list, higher up there. So, Bryce, with that simple 
thing. I'm going to go, I'll, I'll go to you last. Aaron, rolling well-toned, rolling bone or rolling grown, 155. Let it be 56, 19, 156. 156, 1984. 1984, I'm going to get that clean so I can edit it in earlier. Uh, I think it's... Let it be, the replacements. I think it's Rolling Bone. I think it's a fucking great album. I think other albums that we've heard borrow from this one, and um, I think it's a great album. Rolling Bone. The one with fat, period. (laughs) Maybe I am a genius, period. (laughs) 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 The visual of Bryce talking into his phone like my father-in-law is so funny to me. Pat, like me... Oh no, he's no, he's off on a full different tangent he's, now. We gotta uh, just keep going. He's, Bryce, he's done something I time. should be doing is that when I get bored of shit, I just start no, texting no, no, people no. out loud and tell them what I think. <laughs> God damn this weird smart. voice text. This is what is happening. Yeah. I'm like I'm inceptioning right now. I'm watching Rob while I'm talking to you about them talking. Oh, you're getting annoyed. I can see it. All right, I'll stop <laughs> <laughs> I get why they annoy people when they're drunk. Don't play your instruments drunk. The guy on the text is going to be like, he can see me getting annoyed. Where the hell is this guy? <laughs> How is this possible? <laughs> yeah, so I, rolling bone. Uh, I text that to Aaron. You, you'll, you'll know what it's about. Next. I, I cannot wait. Hey, Matt, rolling, told, rolling bone Rob Ward. or rolling groan? I, this is the first album that I've listened to uh, during the week and then listened to it a couple more times. Like, I forgot how good this album was when I listened to it the first time a couple, couple of years ago. Now um, I'm on a quest to figure out the replacements because of this. I think this album's uh, rolling well toned here at 156. I absolutely hear the grunge bands coming through some of the punk bands coming through. Um, I think it's too bad that they couldn't get their shit together and kind of be a professional band, if you will, or have the, whatever behind them to like kind of try to want to take it to the next level. Cause I think they absolutely would have taken it to the next level and been, you know, on the REM type uh, path of life. But uh, you know, ultimately I think this is a great band. They're Minnesota band. And I'm going to say it's rolling well toned here at 156. You know, like this is why, this is why like better, like would have been great if they could have been better. Them yeah. being is law. Like, that Midwest thing. No, it's like, it's not performance art because they weren't planning it that way, but that's just what it was. And it yeah. being anything else would just wreck what the, way back. And now I remember what the story above androgynous was. Yes. No, no. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Most of the replacements. Bryce does all listen. All of the stories, the mythos, the throwing the toilet out of the thing, the getting banned from NBC, the, the throwing fart bombs in the audience, the um, shaving the off Dave their Matthew eyebrows shit before thing thing. coming around. <laughs> the drapes on fire, uh, playing other people's songs was. Yes, <laughs> Russell. I knew <laughs> interrupted him, Russell. <laughs> I knew it. I just can't nail the landing. I'm going to voice text Bryce. it to you in a couple Bryce. months I, from now. Uh, can't wait. I was just going to say, I'll put, I'll stick it on there. Send me a voice text. I'll get that down. Uh, now, listen, Russell. You got to go to Russell. Russell toned. Rolling well toned, rolling bone. Now, Andrashness, I don't know if you knew this, Bryce, but uh, Crash Test Dummies covered that. <laughs> I heard that on a list earlier. And you know what? Sarah McLaughlin doing Crash Test Dummies covers. Guys, when we're done, we're going on the Jeremy Renner YouTube playlist, by the way. Uh, Russell, rolling well toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown replacements, let it be. 
Well, obviously, you guys know I like to rank things in alphabetical order, so the replacements on the sports DVD tournament is going to fall in between <laughs> the program and the rookie. So it would be rated a 13 seed, meaning it would have wow. gone up against Bull Durham in the original tournament. Oh, As we've call. talked about, Aaron has never seen Bull Durham, so the replacements has to advance. I'm going to say this is rolling well tone. I have seen the replacements. Aaron, you've never seen Bull Durham? I saw it in the theater. No, I haven't seen Bull Durham, but I have seen the replacements in the theater. God, you need to you need to see you need to see Bull Durham, Aaron. Essential Aaron movie. I, I got to see it. You'll fucking get like a cheesy tattoo from a line from that movie. Bryce, you know he saw the replacements in the theater because he loved seeing movies about breaking strikes. You love to see those scabs break those strikes oh, and get in there and start no, working. That's his favorite no. thing to do. Oh, it's Aaron's number one. He's wishing Come they would on. make more movies Down now. Oh, right. oh, no. Make it with a Serbian guy who Jordan looks kind of like Keanu Reeves. It's fine. Oh. Rosenberger, Jim. Those nurses can take care of more patients. <laughs> <laughs> Just give parents to run the libraries. We don't need teachers. <laughs> Russell, rolling well-toned, rolling boner, rolling grown. Quick. Uh, rolling well-toned. It, it's a fun album. I, I love the the Jante's law and why the why this oh, band is so cool. Already. It 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 made it more intriguing <laughs> did, to me Bryce. hearing Bryce's story on why they who were they are who they were. So I'm gonna say rolling well toned. I really enjoyed it. Now, do you want me to keep that in, Russell, or just do the joke one? I liked I, either one. We don't we don't make editing decisions on the fly, do we? Oh well, that was I'll forget yeah. if I don't ask now. I'll forget. Oh, you guys edit this while you do the podcast. No, this one's going to go a flat 215. It's all stay. Now, listen, Bryce. Actually, can I just say this to you guys? You guys are incorrect. Before we say bye to Bryce, you're incorrect. This album, it's... No, I'm just kidding. Bryce, I'm going to ask you this right now. Did you know that uh, Crash Test Dummies covered a few of these songs? And I'm going to give you a list today of the best. (laughs) (laughs) Bryce... First of all, do you have anything to say about the replacements? Really funny. Now Rob's <laughs> using Bryce as his tool to make this go fucking all night. Rob won't do yeah. himself. He's okay. He's okay. trying to okay. get somebody else to help Fine. him out. Bryce, with his yeah. rolling toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown. Now, Bryce, as a young man, okay, kids at home, everybody had COVID. You were listening to this podcast for some solace. You called in and said, damn it, I want you to do the replacements. Uh episode and now you're here you're part of it you're living the dream and now i have to ask you this question is this album rolling well toned so but i also really regret drinking this much tonight to be like to replace this um so i think it's rolling well toned what you just said rolling well toned you don't think it should be higher on the list yeah it's right where it should be that is a fucking mind fuck. That's very Jante's law of you. A replacements fan wouldn't want it higher. Wow. You know. He understands the assignment. This album does not think it's anything special. I thought it was like my third favorite replacements album. It's like my number one replacements album. <sighs> wow. The replacement fan does it? not imagine this album to be better than this- it is. Is so good, and I'll tell you this: this episode, the other replacements albums, like that's what I'm thinking. Like, giving it the credit, like this is a better. You guys convinced me. Well, see what you think when you wake up tomorrow. (laughs) See see if you still think the same thing, because I've had a lot of these thoughts too. Sometimes now, Bryce, I will say you connected that perfectly. This episode was like a perfect circle, just like the DVD 
of the movie The Replacement starring Keanu Reeves. When you want to hear an all-time classic. All time. Wow. Oh, wait, no. Shit. We really did it. Now I forgot something. Next week. Next up. Crash Test Dummies. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but they... <laughs> no, next time. A bigger train wreck than this episode is. Well, I fucking... Next... Killed it, like I planned, um, but not intentionally. <laughs> no. No. Next up, the album... I wanted to be part of the replacements, and, and it's fun. You did it. You made yeah. it. Yeah. I should go on someone else's podcast and get drunk. You know what, Bryce? You're not to think you can teach us anything, but you know what? You did teach us something today. You really did. Beautiful. You know what, Bryce? That reminds me. One time in college, I went up and I saw a math equation on the board, and it was easy to me. I got absolutely fucking blasted, and I solved it. (laughs) And I said to myself, "That was the easiest math equation ever." I came back the next day, and it turns out I just scribbled all over it. (laughs) My wife just texted me. It says, "Please be a bit quieter." Oh. <laughs> that's a little bit too much. So. That's you know you've made it. You know you've made it when you've you gotten that part. When you've gotten that text, oh, that did it better. We yeah. call them upstairs roommates. By the way, start doing that. Like it. <laughs> Next up, the Wait, album that inspired the Philly special with Nick Foles. Because today was going to be the day. I'm going to throw it back to you. It's <laughs> morning. Glory by the way. Oh. oh, I can't wait to listen to this album. Oh yeah. Great album. We're not going to talk about we walked out yeah. of this once. You walked out of Oasis, Aaron? I did. Beck did it better. You, you guys are so wild to me. Okay, Bryce, you, remember we said we wanted you to do a joke at the end? This is your time. I'm going to give Aaron a call when you guys get off. Oh. So, Aaron. Just call. I'll call you instead of your mom. (laughs) (laughs) My name. Hey, you want to know why Bryce is so fat? It's because every time he bangs Aaron's mom, she makes him cake. Oh no! Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I apologize for that. Ding! Oh God! <laughs> All right, do I, do I stop my recording? I'm stopped. I don't know. I, go to- I might keep this recording going just a little bit. <laughs>